Born in the USA. It's the Chick Foley Show on the 5th of July. Hopefully you all had a happy and safe 4th of July holiday. Uh, Sheen and I are in the studio here. I'm in uh, Baltimore, Maryland in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. It's your boy, the Hot Take Kid. And I got Sheena Phelps in, uh, in her home now in Virginia. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot, man. Kicking it over here on the East Coast. Um, it is. It's pretty... It's so different over here. Like the last few weeks watching wrestling over here, I'm just like, I, I don't know how you guys stay up so late. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's a big trouble for me. If with, uh, that's the best thing about Hulu is I don't have to stay up till eleven o'clock watching watching Raw. But yeah, you're probably so tr- your body's trained to like go to bed early and you still get all your wrestling in. It's probably a big change. Oh yeah, five, by five o'clock, I've already taken in all three hours of Raw. I mean, I can go like go for a run or do whatever, go enjoy the evening, and then make dinner and like still have like life. And over here, um, the other night, Seth was like, uh, well, "It comes on at eight here, right?" So it was like eight, nine, ten, eleven. And I was like, "Wait a minute, the last hour of Raw hasn't even started yet." And he <laughs> yeah. was like, um, "Seth was like, no, we still got an hour." I was like, "I gotta watch that shit in the morning, dude." Yeah, like, yeah. I- it, gets, it gets in the way sometimes, but it's been uh-huh. it's been better the last couple of weeks. We'll get to that in a minute, but. Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. You can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. And the email address to drop us a line, ask us any questions, or hit us up is askchickfoley at gmail.com. We have two new Patreon subscribers this week, Sheena. Whoop, whoop. Patrick Harris, not Neil, not Neil Patrick Harris, just Patrick Harris. Awesome. And uh, I want to give his, uh, he's got an awesome Instagram account and a website. What's his, uh, what's his IG account so we can give him some love? Patrick Harris, hold on. I thought the turnbuckle. We got Patrick Harris over at the at the turnbuckle. So yeah, some awesome wrestling content over there. So definitely give our man Patrick a follow. And uh, my my brother from another mother, Patrick Harris. Uh, sorry, Kevin Harrison from uh, the Baltimore Elite Squad signed up. So both of those gentlemen will be enjoying our extra content, some episodes. Uh, our weekly show notes that Sheena puts together. I just did an unboxing video for a Retro Series 10. Mm-hmm. And Sheena, you're doing an unboxing video this weekend at some point? Yeah, I got me some Velveteen Dream action to be unboxing. I ordered uh, ordered it from ringside and it came in. And man, it's sweet. I cannot wait to show you guys that. Very nice. I've been having my eye on that figure as well. So I'm looking forward to that. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley show. If you do anything, if you listen to the show every week, it's a dollar a week to get Sheena's show notes emailed to your inbox and uh, access to our uh, Facebook group where we buy and sell uh, wrestling figures and talk wrestling almost all day long. So uh, yeah. it's it's definitely worth a dollar. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Chick Foley show. Um, ringside uh, collectible Sheena finally has a coupon code for all of our listeners it's chick foley all capitals chick foley and um you can get 10 percent off now which is pretty sweet we can start saving ourselves some money yeah i'm just cracking up that you called it a coupon code uh, what, what, <laughs> like, what is... i mean i've always just called them for pro, like promo codes or oh, you know okay. things like that yeah. but it's just it's so I watch funny. too much extreme couponing i guess it's extreme couponing <laughs> and the fact that you say coupon and not coupon like i think coupon, coupon? is like the, the, the southern way to say it like people are like oh i got coupons um and then you know in the you know the northern eastern part it's like coupon. coupon um but yeah that's pretty funny we do have a code whether you call it a coupon code or a promo code so yeah definitely use that to get 10% off uh, your ringside collectibles orders. We also have one on Collar and Elbow. It's collarandelbowbrand.com. We've been singing the praises for their shirts. Uh, you just use code CHICK, C-H-I-C-K, for 10% off there. I'm about to place an order on there for 
some hoodies as uh, I'm praying the weather gets cooler. I love I love the fall as much as I love the summer. Like once Fourth of July is over, I'm, I already have my mind on football season. So uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping for some cooler weather in the next uh, couple months. Dude, it's been a heat wave over here. Yeah. I thought, you know, living in Hawaii for so long that I would be acclimated to the heat. Like, I mean, I've dealt with some pretty some pretty hot weather, you know, down the island. But, man, this is, like, intense. Like, we were walking into the grocery store the other day, and I was like, I feel like I'm taking a death march. Like, this is, like, going through the parking lot. I felt like the sun was just so oppressive and, like, beating down on my head. Um, you guys over here, this is, like, a different type of heat. I don't know how you deal. Yeah, I mean, even though we're close to the water here, we still have pretty humid. I mean, we went yesterday, the 4th of July, they had a big, like, uh, this, the town we live in has, like, a you know, competition yeah, for kids. Yeah, yeah they had, like, uh, like a, one of those put the egg on a spoon thing and, like, a wheelbarrow race for the kids. So we like went there. Like a field day. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. It was still, we only lasted, like, an hour. I was like, oh, God, it's so freaking hot here, man. Get me perfect, out of here. Perfect outside beer drinking weather, though. It was like I was like it was like nine thirty in the morning. I was like, oh, I was already thinking about how many beers I was going to drink at, at the cookout because it's yeah. just like like you just need to hydrate, you know. Yeah, that was my next question. Was it was it beer friendly since it was like a kids oh, like no, field no. day? Oh, god. I mean, it was at nine thirty, so that would be a little bit over the top. But it's, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, you could bring mimosas or something. I just I didn't even Probably. think of that. We just packed some water bottles and uh, that called it a day. But uh, yeah, I had a pretty good Fourth of July. We were able to cram as much stuff as we could into like a twelve-hour period. Did the did the parade here in town? I set off some fireworks in the backyard, just some little rinky-dink ones from Target because I wasn't gonna make my kids stay up till nine thirty because I know he wouldn't go to sleep. Um, and uh, a little cookout across the street with some neighbors. It was a good time. What'd you end up doing? Uh, dude, it was like the most uneventful 4th of July ever. We stayed here with the baby face, just chilled. Um, this is the first time in six years that we have not watched fireworks. Um, oh, wow. you know, yeah, normally, um, you know, we, we go and we watch them across the Harbor. We lived right across from, you know, like our backyard was basically Pearl Harbor, Arizona Memorial. And they always did a big, huge fireworks show right over the Harbor. Um, we could literally just walk out our back door, but it rained here all day. I don't know if it, it rained up there for you guys, but it rained all day here and I think it kind of like killed some of the festivities and then you know we were gonna have to drive like you know I don't know like 20 minutes which isn't bad but I mean with traffic here in Virginia Beach like it would have been like an hour getting back home and they didn't start till 9 30 so we ended up just putting the baby face to bed chilling out you know uh, getting the house uh, continue to unpack the house and stuff so yeah most uneventful fourth of july ever but stranger things launched i was gonna watch some of it last night but i ended up crashing out yeah we did um, the same thing but, i was like you want to watch this she's like no i'm gonna fall asleep right away i know that was my thought i was like god i could totally tune in but i'm afraid i'll fall asleep and i don't want to be that person but i i do plan on getting in some stranger things action today the trailer looks pretty sick so i'm excited for that i've heard it's the best season i've heard it's the best season yet so i'm i'm oh, extremely wow. ex yeah uh, i'm extremely excited to uh to tune in and see you know what, what my thoughts are one last plug before we get to the action uh prowrestlingtees.com you can find not only our shirts but uh any any wrestling shirt you can imagine from any retired wrestler current wrestlers aew shirts they're doing a code america uh 20 off all weekend so uh our new patreon member patrick harris he was on the uh the highest level we have he gets a chick foley shirt so i've already got that ordered and sent out to him and i saved uh 20 don't let him know that i well i mean he, i'm sure he doesn't care he's just getting a yeah. cool shirt from us but uh and we have some cool designs in the works i'm gonna unveil those to you uh pretty soon our good buddy extra cooler is putting something together for us so um that's gonna yes. be pretty fun i'm not gonna let you see it until it's until it's ready i want, I want oh. your live live reaction on air 
I know you did that last time and it didn't disappoint. So you got pretty big shoes to fill. You had yeah. the queen, you unveiled the queen of the ring uh, design to me on air. And so uh, I hope don't, don't let me down, dude. Don't let this one be like a wet fart. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know? Yeah, that was a, that was a, a, a case of contention in the Facebook group. People were pretty upset that I, uh, I banned the phrase wet fart, I guess. I were... know. I didn't know people were such a fan people stood behind the wet fart phrase. I was like, wow. I guess, yeah, you I know? guess we're going to have to be pro wet fart here on the show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, if you don't follow extra cooler, it's at extra cooler. Um, he's, he's a big deal, you guys. So definitely go over and follow him. We love him. Um, just an awesome artist makes some really, really great stuff. So follow him over on Instagram at extra cooler. All right. I'd like to start with fighter fest. Cause I have quite a few thoughts on this and it, it was, you know, okay. the, fur the furthest thing away from today, it was almost a week ago. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts from you on fighter fest. Let's start with how we had to watch this thing. Um, I mean, it was free, you know, I, I can't, yep, I can't complain benefit. that it, yeah, I can't complain that it was, uh, it was free 99. I mean, that's definitely a price that I can, I can appreciate and get behind. Um, I didn't mind watching it on the streaming. I didn't have any issues with my streaming. Did you have any issues or glitches or any like, you know, lag or anything? No, once I was able to actually log on, I missed the first, I missed the pre-show and I missed the first match or two because I mm -hmm. thought, I asked everyone on Twitter, I was like, how do I watch this damn thing? I didn't, I have one of those fire sticks, but I just never, with the move and everything, I just never mm -hmm. had it hooked up right. because I can get all that stuff through the PlayStation. So uh, a couple of people were like, hey, just get on uh, YouTube, uh, the app, YouTube app and you should be able to get on there and watch it. So I was like, okay, I didn't do any kind of prep for it. I set up a uh, BR Live account a couple of days ahead of time. So I had that set just in case. Uh, but I got on YouTube and there's nothing on there. So uh, then I had to scramble and try to find that fire stick. And uh, once I got on there, I, I downloaded the BR Live app and uh, logged in. It was fine. The connection was good. Uh, yeah. It was just kind of confusing how to set it up. I mean, they, they posted an article AEW did about it. But uh, I was just, you know, going off what people said on Twitter, which I guess I thought it was going to be on YouTube. I guess going forward now I have a BR Live account. But yeah, having it free it was definitely a plus. I mean, I can't complain about it. The quality of the stream was really good. Yeah. Um, it was a heavy flow know, stream. Yeah, the heel, the heel husband is my, like, technician like anytime i need like any sort of technical support like he's the guy that sets everything up so like you know when he's gone like i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do i'm gonna be like oh no show me how like you know so um i always depend on him to like get these things set up i just sit back and enjoy them you know like i'm just yeah. like okay what, what time does it come on i'll be in the living room you know ready ready to go so um you know he's the one that always always sets those types of things up so obviously like i don't think he had any issues i missed the pre-show and everyone was uh, i got a lot of a lot of tweets that people were dying to know my thoughts on the uh, AW buy-in or whatever it was called because it was, I guess, pretty awful. So I will watch that for next week's show and give you an honest reaction. Did you watch the, the buy-in, the pre-show? Yeah, um, there, was, there was a couple of matches that were um, good. I thought the, um, the tag match, like the best friends, SCU, uh, the private party, like that was a really fun match and a great way to kick off the show. Um, but the other two things, the, um, Jibaley and Nakazawa and the whole librarian, like the Leva Bates blue pants thing. I was like, if you're, if this is what you're using to get people to like, I mean, obviously fighter fest was free, so you didn't have to buy it, but like, no, you know, they call their pre-shows buy-ins, but like, if this is what you're using to get people to buy into like your main show, 
you need to step it up a notch. Like put put some of your big guys on the on the pre-show. You know what I mean? Like just to get some interest. Um, granted, like I said, this was free, so people probably just kept watching regardless. But yeah, the whole Ali versus Leva Bates and the um, Nakazawa fight, I was not. I was not really into, uh, but the the tag match I thought was a lot of fun. So yeah, if you if you don't watch anything else from the pre-show, you definitely need to watch that that tag team match. Yeah, people were all over that private party team. I'm gonna go back and watch that match. But I guess the the hardcore match between I don't even know who this Alex Chabaley is. Is he like a journalist or something? People were talking about him. Is he a wrestler? Uh, I mean, I assume so. He he's wrestling, right? So I mean, it was a hardcore match. They used all of the like uh, the props. You know, this was obviously. Like they were making fun of fire the fire festival. If you guys don't know about the fire festival, there's a whole documentary on it on Hulu and Netflix. Um, but basically, they had brought in all the props, like the little pools and the tents and all of these things. And the whole thing was kind of like you know mocking uh, fire festival. So they were using all these props during the hardcore match. Uh, at this time, I can't remember what we were doing, but I was like I had one eye on the TV and kind of one eye, you know, on the baby face or whatever the heck I was doing. But yeah, it definitely didn't catch my attention too much. Yeah, Firefest was over two years ago. I don't. I had no. I, I did not make the connection between that and this wrestling event. I and I've seen those documentaries. I just didn't. I guess the, I. I kind of knew about it with the spelling of Fighter Fest, but yeah, uh, it's it was a confusing connection to make there. It but. was. It was funny because until Hill Husband made that connection for me, I didn't even. I hadn't the same. I didn't make the connection, and I, I watched both those documentaries. I knew all about the Fire Festival and everything, but yeah, Fighter Fest. It just it sounds like the name of a wrestling pay per view, right? Fighter Fest. I never. Yeah. I mean, I knew, and I knew it was spelled, you know, F Y, um, but I didn't. The connection never, like, and I didn't make the connection until I like saw it, and they were talking about like the cheese sandwiches and they had the tents and all this stuff and they were supposed to fly first class and coach. And I was like, Oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, now I get it. But yeah, like you said, it, it wouldn't, if you didn't know, or if you don't know about the fighter festival, you'd be like, what the hell is this stuff? Like, what are they doing? Why do they have models and tents and you know, <laughs> like all this shit. All right, let's get into the matches. Let's talk about some high points and we'll get into some low points here. Um, yeah. I, I, I I continue to enjoy MJF. I think he's going to be a, yes. a pretty big star. I don't. Th People were saying, "Well, somebody tweeted out that uh, AEW has made more stars already than WWE has in the last year." Oh my god! Which is maybe the worst tweet in the history of Twitter. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even call MJF a, a star. He's a star in the AEW, but I mean, if he showed up on Raw, it'd be crickets. Uh, you know, ten percent of the crowd would know who the hell he is, and that's going to change as he, as they they get on TV and they have more sure. events and stuff. It's you know, this is their second event. I'm not trying to bag on him there or anybody there, but you know, they it's too early to say anything like that. But I mean, he is definitely he's what the Miz should be on TV. He can talk on the mic. He's yes. he, he's I mean, he's a he has a similar style to Miz. Like he's not like a high flyer. He's just kind of a chicken shit guy in the ring, and it's fun to watch. And he's awesome on Twitter. So. Uh, that was the high point for me, and that match was really good, the four-way mm -hmm. match. Uh, Hangman Page, I got a little uh, Twitter beef with your husband. Well, maybe not beef, but like yeah. I, I haven't seen enough from him in the two matches that we've we've had to really know anything about Hangman Page. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw the heel husband was uh, going back and forth talking about, like, dude, he's a freaking star. You yeah, know? And he probably uh, is, but, I mean, is yeah. there anything from these two events that, sh that show me that he – I mean, he was in that battle royal. 
uh-huh. uh, and and you know that you can't really showcase anybody's skills in a battle royal. And in this True. this match, it was just kind of like it just same thing in WWE. There's a couple guys in the ring, a couple guys are outside. I mean, he had some great moves. I just haven't seen enough from him to really okay. This guy needs to be the first champion. Like he's. You know what I mean? Like, True, I think they would have done a better job of building him up. If he's going to beat uh, Jericho. I would have liked to see him. Like, okay, man, this guy is legit. He's gonna he's gonna be the the face of this company. True, but I feel like right now, especially in these you know blossoming stages of AEW, they are still very in tune to the hardcore audience, like the people that follow the indies very closely. Um, I mean, everybody knows who. Everybody that's watching these shows, I feel like, knows who Hangman is. And I know once they get on TV, they're going to be able to develop these storylines and, you know, carry these things on and things like that. So I, I feel like right now, I mean, you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? And yeah, you got to yeah. have, you got to like, you know, put your aces in places. Like they know Hangman's going to deliver. They know, you know, um, Cody's going to deliver. They know like these, these big names are at the top of the card, right? Like whether we know it, whether we've seen the ever seen these guys wrestle before like we're just depending on AEW to present us with the best product and I feel like that's what they're doing at this at this like very beginning stage we're just gonna have to take it for what it's worth um obviously we know but I mean you're you're kind of talking about people who are just now like kind of you know coming over from WWE and you know tuning into this brand new product and they may not know who these people are and whatnot um again I think it's just the way that they're presented like if you present somebody like a star they're going to like, people are going to be like, Oh, this guy must be the best, the best wrestler in the world. You know what I mean? Like this guy must be the, you know, the, the champion or he must be, um, he must be a mega heel. So it's all about how you present these people from the beginning. Um, and you know, I mean, I know once you see more from Hangman, you're really just going to love him, but I, I thought this match was good. I, um, I loved that jungle boy came out riding Luchasaurus, like riding. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, well, I don't understand what's going on here, but I really like it. Um, and like you said, talking about MJF, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you kind of touched on, you know, if he came on Raw, nobody would know who he was. But I still feel like he's the type of guy that would demand your attention and demand a presence, you know, like like command a presence. And I think um, it wouldn't matter if people knew who he was or not. He would he would play off that. Like, I don't care if you freaking idiots know who I am yeah, or not. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I think... Um, he is a star. He's very, very in tune with who his character is, who he's trying to be, who he's portraying. Like, I, I just, I just love it on all levels. Um, you know, and Seth, um, while we were watching, obviously he was going for hangman. Um, he's like, who are you going for? And I was like, well, I mean, I, I think hangman. He's like, what do you mean you think hangman? <laughs> um, and I was like, um, and I was like, I'm kind of like, I would like not hate seeing MJF win this. And he was like, what he could not believe but i mean i feel like he wins me over with his you know heel tactics like that little promo that he cut um beforehand i was like oh my god like he is such an asshole you know yeah he's i mean he plays the role perfectly and i think someone one of our somebody we follow on twitter tweeted him like you know Mm -hmm. this is the way you have a gimmick blah 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 and i don't think they even tagged him but he tweeted back like this isn't a gimmick you freaking loser get out of your mom's basement or oh something. my god you know, like so this is who funny. i really am so is you know he definitely uh he knows what he's doing and they've done a great job with him so far I'm, it's fun to watch him the the one uh thing i want to say about AEW, the the fucking entrance music and the announce the like the announcer voice all the volume is off the, the just none of yeah. the none of the song it just sounds like wcw yeah it's it's got a very wcw 
like vibe to it. And it still feels even at this level where they're, you know, putting on bigger shows, they're getting a lot more attention. They're um, getting a lot bigger audience. Like it still feels very indie. And I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if they're trying. I I don't know if they're trying to stay true to that feel, you know, and whatnot. You know, not trying to go like big production. I mean, they have pyro and all that kind of stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, like it's still, it just doesn't have the production value that WWE has. And I mean, and I guess you can't expect them to, you know what I mean? WWE has been doing this since like, you know, the beginning of time for all intents and purposes. Um, and they have the best in the business working for them. And, you know, AEW is just getting started, but, um, it does feel very, I mean, especially with the commentary, I was kind of talking to you about this. Um, the commentary just, is very lacking. Like the match, like calling the matches was fine. Like JR did a great job. I mean, he can still call a match just fine. Um, but it's the in between like matches that's really, really lacking. I feel like they need some video packages. They need something because those guys cannot carry like, yeah, they, uh, could, they couldn't <laughs> transition and they're, yeah, they're used no. to like there being some kind of buffer there and they almost went like, the first like four or five matches were just like boom, 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 boom. They had nothing in between to kind of like give you like a palate cleanser and bring right. the crowd down. And the crowd was pretty like the crowd was getting hype on certain spots, like on the big spots. But mm-hmm. other and uh, like just normal action, they were pretty quiet. But I mean, it was a kind of an in between crowd. But I mean, they were they were they were definitely there to watch some AEW. They were some you know they were they were pretty into it. I just feel like they you're right. They could have done something in between some of these matches just to kind of. I know they wanted to make a little bit of a shorter show, but uh, you you definitely need something like that to, for people like me who don't know who I don't know who yeah. Ni- Nyla Rose is and 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 these women these women wrestlers. So g- give me like a. F- a three-minute package of like something this girl Riho can do, and uh, so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So that's who I'm, that's who I'm about to watch. All right. Exactly, exactly. And they need they need that just because again they don't have they don't have the the Corey Graves and the Michael Coles and the people that ha- like can carry those segments when there's downtime. You know what I mean? Um, they 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 can't depend on Jr. to do that. He he just doesn't have that. You know no offense to jr the man is a legend but um and he like i said he did a good job calling the the calling the match and the play-by-play but yeah they they got to do something else to to step up the production value and really get some and maybe you know maybe all the stuff that they're taping now i don't know what it is like you know maybe it's some sort of licensing thing maybe they can't use the footage from you know um other other indie promotions and things like that so maybe that's why but i mean you can make your own you know what i mean like these guys have the the capability and the money to now make their own promo packages and stuff and like video packages. So why are they just giving us nothing? You know, so that, Sheena, that's especially since it's three months in between shows or whatever, you know, it's not and like they're, yeah, they're doing a back to back every week type of thing. Like take, take some time and, and get and build a little bit on these characters. I mean, you could do it and it would just help you out tremendously. Yeah, I totally 100% agree. So yeah, Hangman came out on top. Um, he got the he got the pin on Jimmy Havoc, and uh, you know I, I think it was good because I think I think eventually they're going to build to a, a Hangman's MJF specific feud. So I thought it was good that Hangman got the pin on Jimmy. It didn't take anything away from MJF. Yep. Um, and you know I don't know where I don't know where Jungle Boy is going, but I, I'm excited to see because I actually kind of I, I like I dig him. You know. Yeah, but I, I want to go ahead. I, I just I would think they would they would benefit from having a secondary title, not even a, a don't even have to call it a cruiserweight title. But they have a lot of smaller guys. I mean, Hangman Page kind of towers over a lot of these guys, and he's what mm-hmm. six two, six three. So yeah. if you built like kind of a, I don't even know if you need to call it a light heavyweight or a cruiserweight or something, but I mean that's he's a guy that would shine in that for sure. 
for sure. I want to get into um, Cody versus Darby Allen uh, for a minute because this match, well, one, this match like was very controversial in a lot of ways. Not not Cody and Darby specifically, um, but the ending of the match. Um, but I want to get your your overall thoughts on this match, and then I'll kind of touch on what I what I thought about it. Well, I, I was just assuming that, okay, Cody's going to squash this guy because he's the owner of the company. He's got a big match coming up. The guy's, what, 22 years old. He's a young yeah. guy. And, um, you know, it was it was good to see. This is how you build more people, and you make people seem important by having Cody go to a time-limit draw with Darby Allen, who yeah. I, I enjoyed in the ring. I'd never seen him before. I did watch yeah. uh, that show on Viceland, the wrestlers that everyone's been talking about. Uh, the first episode is all about ROH and uh, Evolve and following them around. And uh, he's kind of the star of the thing, and um, you learn a lot about him. Uh, for, for me, I mean, he is tiny. He's freaking tiny. Yeah, uh, that was the first, that was my very first observation is like, this guy is like so skinny. Like I have, like, I don't know that I've even seen a wrestler this skinny before. Like one one seventy five live would be a good show for him, but he can go in the ring. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's, I mean, he was, was killing it out there and a couple spots that he had were pretty scary. That, that backwards jump the, onto the side of the, the ring apron was oh totally unnecessary. The, I mean, you can do some serious damage to your back with that, but I guess he knows what he's doing better than me, obviously. So the coffin drop. Yeah. Let me just tell you when I watched that, like Seth was doing something and he was like, you know, on his phone or on his laptop and I was watching it and I was just like, Oh my God. And Seth was like, what? And then they showed the replay. And I mean, there is just nothing. I don't care if you know what you're doing. I don't care if, you know, wrestling is predetermined or whatever. Like, there is no way to take that bump softly. I mean, as as we know, I don't know if you know, Phil, or if you've heard, but the ring apron is the hardest part of the ring. And he literally just, like jumped and put his spine on the corner of the ring apron. And it like, to me, like that is a very unnecessary risk and bump and you know it didn't even to me it didn't really even do anything for me other than just make me be like holy shit this guy's crazy yeah it wasn't a move it's not like if you would have hit i mean it, it would do more damage to drop an elbow on somebody from there instead of just drop your back like if you wouldn't have moved out of the way that that move is basically designed for someone to move out of the way and for you just to crack your back right yeah yeah like literally yeah there was nothing you know he didn't do a flip there was nothing like very visually stimulating about it i mean it's called a coffin drop so i mean you know you're just kind of like you know basically like falling back like, fall, in, yeah. in, a, in a corpse position yeah but um at the same time like i just feel like that was that was crazy i mean it definitely got people talking um and like you i had never really seen darby allen do anything uh before i i you know i hadn't really seen him do much work before this um but i thought that they really did a good job kind of giving him a backstory like you know at the beginning of the match they were talking about him he was dragging out this body bag and all this stuff and they kind of told his backstory about how he was in a car crash and it changed his whole life and you know yada 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 um and i really liked that part of it um, and I thought the body bag was really cool until it actually came into play. And then I was like, man, they ruined that little body bag spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was there was a spot on this wrestler show where uh, somebody put him in the body bag and then dumped like a whole bag of uh, thumbtacks inside the body bag and oh zipped it God. up and like power bombed him. And I was like, oh, and he had to go to the hospital after that. I'm not going to give too much away from the episode, but uh yeah just like you know and he's like kind of a parkour skateboard type of guy like remind me a lot of like uh 
Bam Margera, like some of the videos yeah. with his friends, like doing silly stuff, like you know. Yeah, but jackass. Yeah, definitely, yeah. A, definitely a different, like you know, a different type of superstar for this. That's not involved, you know, not one of the owners of AEW, and kind of just a different. For know, sure. different personality so i did like yeah that. and he looked i mean he looked good i liked his music again i liked him dragging the body bag i i thought it was kind of lame that cody put him in the body bag and then kicked him and then was like oh shit i gotta get this guy out of a body bag to pin him so it was like very in a very awkward transition um yeah. for for all of that but um you know like you said i love the time limit i think I, I love the time limits on the matches for aew i hope they keep this going i hope they don't like botch it like wcw used to do like you know when they would they would time some matches and then other matches like they wouldn't so you like you knew if it was like a timed match that there was either going to be a time limit draw or you know something was going to happen like you know the only time they ever called it out was whenever something was going to happen so so I hope exactly, they keep yeah. this consistent um, and keep the time the time limits on the matches because I really really like that. But again, we know um, time limit draw. He barely missed <clears throat> he barely missed the pin at the very end. Um, but that's not what got the freaking wrestling world on fire. So you know the the match was over. All this stuff. Uh, Sean Spears, uh, known to all of you, NXT and WWE marks as Ty Dillinger, came out. Um, and just showed up out of nowhere, right? And obviously, like, you know, we haven't been, there's no really storylines developed for these things. So this just kind of like happened and we were like, okay, cool. Like, you know, Ty Dillinger's in the in the ring or Sean Spears is in the ring. Um, and then he hits Cody on the head with a chair. Um, and it was a botched chair spot. I guess the seat of the chair went up and then the back of the chair like cracked Cody's head open. It, and I saw at one point, I was like, Seth, I think I saw... Cody's skull and he was like are you sure and I said yeah I'm pretty sure his head is like busted wide open and to me whether it was botched or not I mean I know people take chair shots all the time but it was just unnecessary and I don't know if he was intending to bleed or if it was like whatever but I feel like the Rhodes brothers are so known for just being able like you know, obviously dusty, like bleeding all the time that when they do bleed, you're like, Oh my God, seriously again, you know, like why do I have to see the Rhodes brothers like bleeding all over my freaking television every time they're on there. But this was like bad. I hated the entire thing. I hated that, that a WWE jobber <laughs> out of nowhere comes into the ring who was already in this battle Royal last month. So it's not like this is the first time he's been on AEW. Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. No one in the crowd gave a shit because he's already been there before. Um, the chair shot to the head was completely unnecessary with everything we know about brain injuries and all this kind of stuff you could have done. I think it's, and tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's better when Brock Lesnar or somebody else comes out and beats up Seth Rollins and then like pretends to leave, comes back and gives him another F5, then comes back again. It's like, oh my god, this guy's getting his shit beat out of him. And you, yeah. don't, you don't even need a chair. You just like you're just like re relentlessly whooping someone's ass. A chair shot to the head is just so so unnecessary, and even worse at the the. The uh, young bucks backstage were, you know, laughing it off and saying, "Oh, it was supposed yeah. to be a, a gimmick chair." Well, now, now you're telling us it's a gimmick chair, and yeah. and you know, you're basically pulling the, you know, pulling the veil right, back right. on everything here. Um, just, I mean, I would just go with it. If you know, if if this is what happened, you got to deal with it and just say, "Hey, you know, we didn't know Sean Spears was coming out." Blah 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 blah. You know, just play it off as an angle, like it's professional wrestling. Shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sean Spears, he was he did some sort of interview recently, I, I saw, um, and he, he kind of played it off, you know, I mean, he did kind of just roll with it, and, you know, I mean, I know there was a lot of people, like, giving him a lot of shit for it, and here's the thing, I know that he didn't, he wasn't intending to, like, give Cody a concussion or bust 
Cody's head open. I mean, I know that's never any wrestler's intention to like injure another wrestler. You know what I mean? Um, but when you do unnecessary things like that, I mean, the, the possibility of something like that happening increases tremendously and it's just not needed. You know what I mean? And, like there's a reason why WWE stopped doing a lot of the things that they stopped doing and why a lot of the things got like basically banned. Um, it's because they, they saw the long-term repercussions from those guys from the seventies and the eighties, you know, all these legends that are having, have these chronic issues and died early and the post Benoit era, you know what I mean? Like Chris Benoit, they said his brain was like that of like a five-year-old, you know, I mean, he'd taken so many bumps and shots and, you know, all that stuff to the head. And there's, there's, a, a piper to be paid for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's like, yep. so, like you're not just going to take these shots to the head and like take a, have a concussion on your brain and have no repercussions long-term. You know what I mean? Like it, especially when you just continue to re-aggravate those things or, you know, it's one thing if like I get in a car wreck and like, Oh my God, like I have a concussion, but I'm like a normal everyday Joe. And I just go to my office and I sit, you know, and I have time to recover from my concussion and all that. But when you get a concussion and then you're expected to go out in a couple of weeks and wrestle again and get hit again and take bumps again like dude like yeah. there there's no reason for that you know and it, it just it's so funny to me because aew claims like you know oh we we take care of our wrestlers we take care of our talent blah 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 we have you know health insurance i'm like well you're gonna freaking need health insurance if they keep doing all these pile drivers and all these freaking chair shots and all these things like this and all these coffin drops to the ring apron do you know what i mean because like you, you're going to need to have these guys covered because they're not going to be able to walk in a few years, you know? Yeah. It's just, and it's just sad. And I, hopefully they learn from their lesson from this and, and don't do this going forward because you know, yeah, we've seen McFoley has talked about having memory issues and stuff like that. And I'm surprised he hasn't had more long-term effects than anyone else, but yeah, it was just, you know, they did it just for the shock value. I'm, I'm sure like they know, they know that this isn't something that wrestling fans want to see. Right. I mean, True. My thing is, is like my concern is, is that with these, the the matches that they're putting on now and the pay-per-views that they're putting on now, they're kind of setting this expectation that AEW is a little bit more hardcore. It's a little bit, you know, more raw and things like that. You know, no, no pun on, no pun intended. Um, but what's going to happen when they get on TV? Like they're not going to be able to do these types of stunts and things like that when they're on television you know what i mean like yeah, tnt is yeah. not going to allow them to like crack people over the head and like <laughs> bleed out you know yeah so why yeah exactly you're not gonna be able to do it on tv and once you have sponsors and pay-per-views and stuff are you gonna want to do it there i mean it's there's definitely a niche audience for it i mean people enjoy seeing the hardcore matches i think you could oh yeah you know. i enjoy a good hardcore match every once in a while you know what i mean like and i think there's a way to do a hardcore match where it's not like just inside i mean i thought the moxley um uh, Joey Janela match was really good. I didn't feel like there was any, like, I mean, Joey Janela is a freaking batshit crazy. Like, let's be honest. Like, you know, there's no telling what he's going to do, but I didn't feel like there was like a lot of like completely insane things. I mean, the tax and all that, I mean, that, that stuff aside, I mean, that's the stuff to be expected from a hardcore match from these two guys, but there wasn't anything like, you know, the, the chair shots or like, you know, that could really, really like injure you, you know? Yeah. Uh, moving on, we had the uh, six-man tag match, Lucha Brothers versus Omega and the Young Bucks, which was uh, another spot fest type of match, but uh, super entertaining, really fun match, probably one of my favorite matches on the card here. I did not enjoy the 
Young Bucks entrance. I don't know anything about video games. I guess they're... Oh my gosh, it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> and uh, it was just there was like a black screen for a while. And then the announcers didn't say anything, and I'm like, what is going on here? And then the Kenny Omega thing flashed on the screen, and he was dressed up as a Street Fighter character. So. Yeah, you know, it was like Ken and Ryu. It was I thought I I popped for the Street Fighter gear because well one it was kind of cool because you know the whole night they had been kind of like playing off like oh my god our our luggage didn't make it like we don't have they told us we would have ring gear we don't have ring gear and Kenny was like I got you you know and they kept saying like you know do you think he's gonna have any ring gear for us and you know they were like I don't think so and then they come out in in the Street Fighter gear and then they had the little Street Fighter moment in the ring I thought it was awesome I th- I think for a match like that. Um, a high paced match where it's not like super serious. I feel like those kind of spots are, they add a little bit of fun and a little bit of like whimsy, whimsy to the match. But overall I thought this, so here's the thing. Let me just preface this by saying like these types of matches, these are just different. You have to know what you're getting into when you go into like a young bucks, Lucha brothers match. Like you, there's not going to be a lot of like selling and a lot of, you know, necessarily like deep storytelling. Like this is a match to just like basically showcase athleticism, showcase wrestling. Um, and that's what they do best. So I take like, you know, there's a lot of people that have an issue with that. They're like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, these guys don't sell anything. They literally like, you know, fly over the top rope and, you know, do all this stuff and they just like bounce back and keep going. But when you watch the Bucks and you watch the Lucha Brothers, like you just have to know going into it that that's the style of wrestling that that you're going to be presented, and you either like it or you don't, you know, or you just choose to accept it. And personally, like I really enjoyed. I thought there was a few unnecessary like pile driver spots and stuff like that that like always make me like cringe. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, there was a lot of those on this card of just pile, like you know, you don't see pile drivers that often in WWE. I think they're outlawed, yeah. but some of them <laughs> yeah, were they like definitely, per- they definitely I mean, are. Some of them are pretty brutal looking. There was one in this match, but uh, there was a couple moves at Pentagon launching Ray Phoenix over the over the ring uh, corner, in, you know, onto one of the young bucks outside of the apron, which was badass. And uh, yeah. th- there was a the awesome move. One of the young bucks. I don't know the difference between the two of them. So the one with the red <laughs> pants was uh, on the top rope and did kind yeah. of like a, a twisting hurricane rana move with the yeah. with one of the guys onto the outside. Two of the guys were waiting on the outside. It was just you know, there's just super athletic, fun to watch. If you, you know, they don't they definitely don't sell. But I mean, I've learned that now from the first match I watched with these guys, and it was you know a fun match. I don't know. I mean, is this just gonna, is this their style that they wrestle with? All I mean, this there's, is there ever going to be a young monks like when there's a tag team title? Is this the type of matches we're going to see in the tag team division? Just like, I mean, I feel like the Bucks can give you whatever you want them to give you. You know what I mean? And to me, like in my opinion, the Bucks are one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, but. I feel like right now they're just here to put on a show, get some highlights, like really freaking show out. Um, and you know the Bucks are always going to be high flying. I mean that's just that's just part of who they are. But um, I feel like they they could they could develop and give you whatever like you know storytelling and stuff like that. But I feel like right now with you know just putting on these shows and really trying to be entertaining, um, this is this is where they're at and this is what they're giving us. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun match. The uh, the finale was a unsanctioned match between uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley against Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did like you know starting by turning the lights off and turning them back on. Like, I like you know, that too. That was yeah. a cool little touch. Is like you know this isn't a real match on the card or whatever, but uh, some pretty s- scary spots in this one. And um, 
I think the the star for me here is Joey Janela. I, I haven't seen too much from him again, and he is a crazy motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> you know, I yeah. just I, Dean Ambrose is is. I mean, John Moxley is Dean Ambrose to me, with with some hardcore elements mixed in. I don't really see him being. It's not like he pulled out some moves that I was like, oh my god, he can really wrestle. Like you know, it's just, he's doing the same things as he was. He just is allowed to do these kind of hardcore matches and. I still don't. I've never been a Dean Ambrose fan. I don't think I ever will be. But uh, it was it was a fun match for sure. It is some crazy stuff. But what's so funny is that, like you know, to you he's Dean Ambrose because you you started watching him. Like you're familiar with him, like strictly from WWE. Um, but to a lot of people, like this is like his this is his comeback. You know, like they like freaking uh, going to Dean Dean Ambrose was like a complete separation of what he was, you know, what he was on the Indies, which is, which is John Moxley, which is this hardcore, just like crazy, like legit lunatic, not like the WWE watered down version of the lunatic. Like, you know, John Moxley is like a hardcore lunatic uh, in the Indies. And, you know, I feel like, like a lot of people are very happy to see this full circle full circle moment. I mean, myself included. I mean, I'm glad he definitely looks, he looks to me like he is enjoying it more. He looks to me like he's having a lot more fun. I don't know how you can have a lot more fun freaking being, you know, like, like DDTing someone into tax. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how that is enjoyable or why you would ever want to do that or get hit with barbed wire chairs and tables and all that stuff. But, you know, to each their own. Um, I enjoyed watching it again. You know, the more you see from Joey Janela, I think you're going to be like whole, like, like legit, you know, you're just going to see the, the, 10 layers of batshit crazy that this guy is. But um, I, I thought it was good. And, you know, you never want to see a wrestler pull out a little, like, linen bag. You know, like, you know, <laughs> no. you know, there's nothing good in there. And then when they, you know, when he spreads the tax out, you know, you know me as, like, a Mick Foley mark. Like, every time I see tax, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, have you ever stepped on a tax? Oh God, no. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's awful. I mean, I can only imagine like the feet first thing or going backwards on oh, it. Oh, the feet, the feet first thing. That was like oh. that was like that was like very dirty and like I I could not believe. I was like, oh my God, that's to me that's worse than going on the back. He didn't you know, have like a ton just, of them. In, like I thought his feet were going to be covered in them. I guess you know. Your feet are kind of tough though. I and, feel his, like, and his feet are probably all sweat, you know, sweaty and you <laughs> <true>. know stinky. <laughs> True, but yeah, I mean, when he went in and the back, I mean, he got it worse. Ugh. He, I think, he got it the worst whenever he went down on those on those tacks. I mean, he like literally spit one out of his mouth. I don't know if you saw his post, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the little gif of him like spitting a tack out. But I thought the match was good. Again, I loved how they took the lights down and, um, you know, we're just like, you know, this is like AEW Fighter Fest is over. You know, what happens beyond this is like, you know, you can stay if you want to, but you know. We're, we're not we're not responsible for anything that happens here. I thought that was a really cool, a really cool moment. And I like that Kenny came out and yeah, attacked. That was my John. favorite part. Yeah, you know, I mean, he came out and just freaking demolished him. Um, I thought it was a really good full circle. So you can really tell that they're they're starting to create these connections and integrate these storylines and keep these keep the fluidity going from one show to another so um you know i feel like the more we see from aew the more the more we're gonna like it the more we're gonna enjoy it again you know i don't feel like at this point that it's like straight up competition with wwe um i do feel like it is a great alternative i'm gonna be tuning in to both so um yeah I, i i enjoyed the show overall i thought it was actually better in my opinion, it was better than um, 
double or nothing. That's probably a hot take. I don't know how people. No, I'm with you on that. You know, the, the double or nothing just, was just too long. It just was, you know, they, they definitely have, this is their sweet spot right here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would pay. I would have paid money for this. Not. I don't know if I would have paid fifty dollars for it, but I'll probably pay fifty dollars for um, all out. Yeah. Know? Or I'll yeah, watch it. Sure. With, watch it with somebody, or go somewhere to well, watch it. Well, we have it. Uh, we have fight for the fallen uh, coming up. Is their next? Is their next show? So um, you know that. Stay tuned for that. Do we know anything about what's happening on that yet? Um, that's probably, the same night as uh, the Evolve show, right? That's why everybody was freaking out. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, every, like, uh, I think it was Kenny Omega had, you know, had words to say to WWE about hosting the Evolve show, um, getting their panties in a wad because WWE, I'm like, dude, come on, like find something else to complain about. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. WWE streaming, streaming a show and you guys are putting on a show. Like, you know, again, like I talked about last week, you guys asked for competition, you're going to get competition. So and this anyway. is on uh, July 13th from Jacksonville. Looks like it's uh, Kenny Omega versus Sema, the Young Bucks versus uh, Cody, oh, the... Cody and Dustin, Adam yeah. uh, Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian, and they got a six-man tag team match with uh, Sean Spears, MJF, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc. That'll be a good match. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this one is free or not, or, or where this is showing at, but this is so. This is yeah. this is a week away. Yeah. I don't know anything of where this is showing at. Do you know any do you know where it's playing at? Uh the heel husband might I don't know. I mean I'm assuming it's gonna be on BR Live as well. Um, but we'll keep you posted on, you know, all the all the details for, for Fight for the Fall and um and if you know if you know any details, obviously yeah, hit us up hit the, us up and let us know. This is the problem. We both just watched this show last week. Wouldn't we both know when this like what day this is, how to watch it? Is it the same way? Is it well, cost money? Yeah. Is it free? Heel, heel husband and I had this exact conversation the night of fighter fest seth was like i can't believe he's like they don't do a very good job marketing these things and marketing themselves he's like i watch and read about more wrestling than anyone and i had you know you have to like dig and find the information about how to watch these things and when you know all, all the information I'm like why if, the, if you're trying to really build this thing like put some money into marketing and ads and you know all of these types of things and letting people know like how and when because there was no hype around it like i, I mean other than like like i said we're we're kind of in a bubble so it's hard for us to like understand the bigger picture like the wider wwe audience didn't know about fighter fest do you know what i mean like us the the, the small three to five percent that's like hardcore wrestling fans we knew but even like i would say probably half of that three to five percent probably didn't even watch fighter fest you know so i i feel like they need to do a better job like getting these shows out there and marketing these shows and really getting eyes on the product uh it looks like fight for the fallen is streaming live for free uh, according to res- ringsidenews.com, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, it'll be on BR Live, but that's just an yeah, art- that's what I thought. Yeah. That's an article I had to pull up that was took me three different Google searches. But yeah, I mean, let people know, especially if it's a free show, you want as many people to tune in as possible. Yeah. Um, 
and you know, we host a podcast. It'd be cool for us to know. And then we can tell everybody listening, and then maybe they will tune in. But uh, <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. Um, so yeah, overall a pretty good show. I, I have a couple complaints here, but it's their second show, and they seem to be getting better. And I, like you said, I don't think it's a serious contender for WWE or anytime soon. But uh, it's definitely a nice alternative and something to watch on. A, I like the Saturday night pay per views. You know, that's a that's a nice little yeah that you know? that was a good feel. Yeah, I liked I liked having the Saturday night. You know, because that, you don't have that dread. I mean, again, especially myself here on the east coast you don't have that like monday morning like oh shit you know like this thing went to 11 o'clock like oh my god you know um but uh yeah that saturday night is is a clutch time spot that's called the sunday scaries sheena the, the sunday scaries yeah that's yeah. exactly yeah all right let's get quickly into raw and smackdown here and then we'll get into our weekly purchases and other segments yeah uh, let's get into raw Wow. What, what, uh, I don't think it's, uh, Paul Heyman's effect yet, but, uh, we talked about it last week. Paul Heyman taking over on SmackDown as the executive director and, uh, Eric Bischoff. How can you say, okay, go ahead, keep going, but how can you say it's not the Paul Heyman effect? I want to know about this. Keep going, what you were saying, and then we're going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Eric Bischoff taking over on SmackDown. Well, Paul Heyman's been part of the creative team, you know, all this entire time. I don't think one week is, is what, you know, I think he's like, okay, guys, we're throwing everything out the window and we're just starting over now. We're, you know, like they're, they're still going on storylines that they've had written, I would assume. I mean, in Paul Heyman, yeah. Paul Heyman would have been a part of that. Um, you know, he's not brand new to the WWE, but I, it's like when, whenever anything good happens, it's like somebody else. If, but if something bad happens, it's Vince McMahon is, is, is old piece of shit. You know, like. Okay. 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 So here's the thing. It, it wasn't new storylines per se, right? Yeah. They, they have to go with what they already have written, the plans that they already have in place, the pieces that are already in motion. But you're telling me that Vince McMahon was like, you know, God damn it, pal. We're going to start. We're going to start Monday night with no promos. We're just going to go right into wrestling. Like, no, that is not a Vince McMahon move. Like, when is the I can't remember. I cannot remember a time in recent history where Raw has opened the show with a match with no like 10, 20, 30 minute promo. Yeah. Right. No, and it's, we, we it's literally been years. Just talked yeah, we literally just talked about this not too long ago about how they should just start raw with a match, you know, yep. get the get the get the crowd hype, you know, and then all of a sudden like here it is, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're listening you know? to us, Sheena. They're listening to us. <laughs> they're, they, they're here. They, we we have a mole in here from WWE listening to the Chick Fil A show, um, but and and also, I mean, Braun and Bobby Lashley is not a new concept. We I have been crapping on Braun. I mean, they had a tug of war match. Was it last week or two weeks ago? They had a tug of war match, and I was just like, "Oh my god! Like, what is happening here? Like, why am I seeing Braun and Bobby, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Strowman, <laughs> Bobby Lashley on my freaking TV screen? And all of a sudden, they come and like do this thing that feels like a holy shit moment in the opening segment of Raw. And it really was. I mean, you know, Corey Corey Graves literally said. Holy shit, which again caught my attention because I was like, wait a minute, did he know his mic was hot or was that staged? Obviously, you know, we know now that, you know, it was that, that was produced, you know. Of but course, hundred percent. In the but in that like moment, my knee jerk reaction was like I was caught way off guard. Because yeah. when have you ever heard Corey Graves say, Holy shit? You know, like on like impromptu in the middle of like a where it's not even the, the camera wasn't even on him, you know, and like there's explosions going off. They cut to this strange camera angle. Like I was like, okay, 
you got my attention, you know? And if you're telling me that Vince McMahon, after all these years, was just like, I mean, he probably like signed off on it and said like, you know, maybe he had a little bit of input, but that was, to me, that was the Paul Heyman effect. Maybe I'm, I could be completely off base, but I, after what I've seen for the last few years, this felt totally different. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, I, I agree. I agree with you a little bit. I think, yeah, they're they're tweaking things as they go and working with what they've already have in place. But uh, it's it definitely was different. I mean, I think now are they going to rebuild the stage and just do it next week? Do we have a whole new staging? Do we have a whole new setup for Raw? I mean, we've had the same look for Raw, yeah. like since the Attitude Era, really. Yes, the from set. what I from what I understand, they are getting a new set for Raw, um, which again would make sense why they just like basically like bash their way through it. Maybe it's like kind of like symbolic, like we're we're crashing through to a new to a new era, people. You know, we've been promised a new era for like since like the middle of last year, but now we may actually be getting it, you know, and um, I also read an article saying that, you know, WWE is leaving the PG era behind to kind of attract more of a, a teen audience and things like that. I mean, we saw that with Kofi, you know, throwing the bird to Samoa Joe. Um, we saw, you know, the holy shit and the whole weird Maria Canellis. Like we'll, we'll talk about oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Holy I, shit. Okay. Yeah, well, the way Co- Co- uh, Corey said, holy shit. Like, it was just a very, like, you made sure to say it, like, you know, that's not how people curse, you know? It's like, he was, like, reading off a script, but uh, in the moment, you're in the moment, you're right. It was good. I thought it felt real. I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to go Uh, go, back. Go back and watch it, yeah. And it was, like, like, 30 seconds after, like, everything exploded. It's like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe I was just, like, caught up in the the whole action of everything. But to me, in that moment, I haven't rewatched Raw. But, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was – it felt so real, you know? Um, But, again, that could have just been my my total bias of, like, seeing something new. Um, They did, you know, they they played it off. I mean, they they were on that that side camera angle shot, which we've never seen before. I've never seen that angle before. Um, They were on that side camera angle shot. For an extended period of time, it felt like years, basically, in like raw time. You know, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, how long are they going to be here? You know. Then they finally wheeled them out, took them to a you know a local medical facility, um, and you know they kept talking about it throughout the night. You know, oh my god, I think Braun has ruptured his spleen and all these. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very that. it's a very specific injury. <laughs> oh my spleen. I literally laughed out loud. I think it was Renee who said it. She was like, you know, word just came in that, you know, you know, send send all your good thoughts out to Braun. You know, it's coming in that he's ruptured his spleen. And I just busted out laughing, which is not your typical reaction when you hear somebody's like ruptured their spleen. But it was just like you said, it was a very, very specific type of injury to just like announce on TV. I think it's my spleen. <laughs> I know. No, my like, back's okay, but my spleen is killing me. <laughs> Like who called, who called and told you that, you know, like, I don't know, but I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. And also, um, let's just talk about like, how long have we been begging for the club? And I, I feel like Paul Heyman was just like, you know, damn it. We're doing the club. We're going to give him the club. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that like Vince just all of a sudden was like, you know what? We got Gallows and Anderson back here. Like, you know, maybe they should join up with AJ, you know? I mean, like how long, I mean, it's been years that we've been asking for this and we're, we're finally kind of getting that, that heel, that heel club again. So, well, they did just resign, which is, uh, kind of made the news on the internet, but yeah, Gallows and Anderson are staying around, which is good. I'm I'm sure they maybe wanted to wait for them to confirm they were going to stay around and do this for them. But I'm with you. I think Finn, 
Uh, Finn needs to do something. I've never seen an Intercontinental Champ less relevant than Finn Balor yeah. right now, and he's a big name, and he has a yeah. title, and he's not even on the show. So have him show, you know, have him show up, or have them show up during his match at Extreme Rules or something, and yeah. you know, help him win the, you know, keep the title or something, and you know, just make this like a like a heel faction that goes across both brands, and it's just wrecking shit, you know. Yes, and all of these guys are so incredible. I mean, we know Gallows and Anderson are amazing. We know AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the company. We know freaking Finn is an incredible, an incredible talent. Like these four guys together, I mean. It, it just feels right. Like I can't, if they don't if they don't add that the Finn piece, I feel like they're really going to be missing a huge opportunity to to capitalize on something to turn Finn heel to finally get this like you know this complete club action. You know we kind of had this like misfit club you know on and off for for the last you know however long. But um, yeah, I, I love heel AJ. Heel AJ's one. He's like he's like heel Seth to me. Like I love. I love when AJ is just like a sniveling little country heel. Um, and to add to add Finn to that would just be so incredible. You know, I think it's better to have AJ and Seth on different sides of the spectrum, you know, and yes. the biggest guys yes. on, on the raw. Maybe, you know, having one heel makes makes a lot of sense. Well, true. We don't have a main event heel. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't have any we have a bunch of like mid card, you know, heels right now, but we don't have anybody that's in that main event spot that really feels like a star that is a, a hardcore heel. We have some tweeners, you know, like the Kevin Owenses and the things like that. Uh, but we need that, that, you know, main event heel. And AJ is the perfect, is the perfect candidate for that. So I'm so glad that they made that move on, um, on raw. And, uh, you know, I think him and Ricochet are going to have a really good feud. Uh, I did like how, you know, they're really worried about uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, like, you know, whispering, like, okay, well, that's a, all right, let's go look at the replay five more times here. Yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. Okay, let's look I, at the replay here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they showed, yeah, they showed a lot of replays. And then they showed a lot of replays on SmackDown, too. <clears throat> like, I yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure, like, half of SmackDown was just raw replay. <laughs> so, exactly. um, but yeah, so that happened. Um, what else? Oh, let's go ahead and let's just go ahead and um, get this out of the way. Let's talk about Becky and Seth and Maria and Mike Kanellis because I, I had to watch this feel like through my hands. Like, so you cringy. Know, I. Oh my gosh. It was the most awkward, especially as a mom and as a woman who is currently pregnant. I was like, she just set pregnant women back like a hundred years. You know what I mean? Like it, it to me, it felt so <clears throat> weird and cringy and just like soap opera. -y. Um, I did like date. It was like very daytime television, you know? Yeah, the, also the interview with uh, Becky and uh, Seth was just like, oh, God. oh my so gosh, what so is bad. going on here? I'm you know, go ahead. I'm hoping they're going to lose. The, they're both going to lose the titles. As much as it pains me to say that, and then they're kind of blame each other for you know losing, or, and one of them's going to turn heel. I guess that's where they're going with this. Where I mean, don't don't you think it'd be pointless for them to win now with all this? The, I, I think they're going to win. I, I mean, I, I I don't think that. I think they're going to win. Let's just say that. But to me, this whole build to it, how they're being like, like their chemistry on screen is so 
weird and cringy. It's almost like they're like a so like a um, sitcom couple. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Heel Husband's been calling Seth sitcom Seth. You know, like that's not his that that's not his arena. Like you know, we don't need a laugh track. You know, like when he's like, you know, oh, it's becoming like you know she sleeps with her belt. It's becoming a problem. Like you know, like I felt I could feel the laugh track coming. Like ha 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 ha. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. was so weird. Pause and for then, laughter. Yeah, and then Becky being like, I don't know, like being like the man of the relationship, you know, I, I know she's the man, but it's like, she's trying to like emasculate Seth. You know what I mean? And not that like Seth should just be in charge because he's the man, you know I mean? I don't, I don't believe that, you know? Um, but it's just like, I feel like they, they don't have a very symbiotic chemistry or relationship. You know, she's like, well, I don't want you to lose my title. Well, don't lose my title, you know? And I felt like the whole conversation was very awkward and it didn't feel natural at all. You know, and you would think two people who are in love and two people who are a couple would like have each other's backs. I mean, like, even like Miz and Maurice, you know what I mean? I mean, I know Miz and Maurice have a lot more established. I mean, they've been married for freaking forever, but they have a lot more just like natural chemistry yeah. together, oh, you sure. know? Yeah. Um, and even like, you know, uh, Naomi and freaking Jimmy, like, even they have a lot more natural chemistry together as awkward as Naomi can be sometimes. Um, but Seth and Becky, I feel like this, I feel like this angle could take, could really have an effect on their actual real life relationship. Cause I feel like people are bagging them so hard on like social media and all this stuff. I feel like, man, this was a bad idea to put you guys on screen as a like on screen couple. Yeah. I don't like where it's going and I can, I only can see it ending badly for some reason, which I, mm-hmm. I, I obviously hope it doesn't, but, uh, yeah. We shall see. Yeah, but getting back to uh, the the Maria, if you missed this, you guys, you don't need to go back and watch it. We'll kind of give you like a, a, a quick, brief recap because I'll I'll save you the the cringe worthiness. Yeah, don't watch yeah. it. <laughs> I'll save you the cringe worthiness. Um, so they were they were talking about Baron and Lacey um, doing a backstage interview, and all of a sudden Maria and Mike Canella show up, and you know she's talking about well Becky, you may be champion, but I pushed an eight pound baby out of my uterus. That was actually said. <laughs> that was actually said. I need to on, I need to get that for the uh, for the outro. I'm gonna play that during the outro. Just that. Yeah. Line. Just that line. We can play that after after I have you know the baby face number two. Uh, we can play that as like a, as the outro on the on the show. Like I pushed an eight pound baby out of my uterus. Um, that <laughs> was a, that's a big my, ass baby though. That eight is a pounds? pretty big eight pounds. Is a, I mean that's a pretty like average size baby, but that's a that's on the bigger side for sure. And yeah. Maria doesn't seem like she's like that big of a lady. You know she's pretty pretty small chick. Um, but the the part to me, so they just resigned their contracts too. So here's the thing to me is like she completely annihilated her shoot husband on TV. And I don't I, I, I don't know about you, Phil, but I don't know. You know, not that Mike Canellis was a big deal in WWE like as of late anyway, but I don't know if he'll ever recover from this. Are you ever going to be able to see Mike Canellis wrestle and not just think about how his wife completely like demolished him on tv yeah uh i mean they were complaining about you know leaving and then they signed a new contract and you know here they are staying but uh you know he must have pissed somebody off because you know there's a lot of different ways you can go without having to do a gimmick where you're just basically been cuckold by your wife you know like yeah i mean she like basically cut off his balls on live television and she just signed a new contract but she's pregnant so like why would WWE re-sign her? You know, I mean, I guess there's some legalities. Like, I'm not saying you, you can't sign pregnant women or whatever. Like, like, don't be DMing me being like, oh, God, pregnant women is our rights. I, I know. I get it. Well, but I don't, I'm I don't just... know if they checked her uh, 
her insides when they uh, signed the contract, Sheena. I don't know if that's a prerequisite. <laughs> true. Very true. They didn't say, here, pee on this stick yeah. before you before you re-sign your contract. True. Um, but anyway, so the, she's got this pregnancy angle, and she basically says, she also says this. So not only did she say on TV that she pushed an eight-pound baby out of her uterus, she also goes on to say to Mike Kanellis, you know, I can't believe you're the father of my children, you, I can't believe you were even man enough to get me pregnant. Um, you know, the only man on this show is Becky and maybe the next time I'll have her impregnate me. Yeah. But don't they have a kid? And then she said she was pregnant now and they have a kid. So what is, what is she saying? Saying that somebody else is. No, I don't think she's, I don't think she's saying that. I think like, again, I think she, because she, she implied, you know, oh, you said you were going to protect us. You said you were going to win this fight, blah, blah, blah. And this was after she called him her bitch, you know, um, me and my bitch versus you and yours. Yeah. After she said that in the promo segment, um, the backstage promo segment, and then she gets on the mic and calls him out and says, you know, she, you know, he's not man enough to, you know, have be a father and all this stuff. And it was literally the most cringe. And, you know, this is saying something. It was the most cringe thing I've seen on raw in a very, very long time. And raw has been pretty repug lately. So the fact that I can say that, like, I mean, it's been a long time before I've had to like cover my face and like peek through my fingers. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe this is actually happening. You I, know? And nobody was surprised to see Mike Canellis on raw. He's from two Oh five live. No one was like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you guys doing here? Like, you know, Wild card, pal. Mike Canellis, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty, pretty awful. We'll play that on the outro. But I mean, I guess yeah. it's good to give somebody else a shot at being on the show. You know that yeah, we don't get to I see guess, that often. I guess so. Yeah, they're trying to keep, uh, maybe trying to keep Lacey and Baron um, away from me, uh, away from Becky and Seth until Extreme Rules. So they thought they would insert, you know, another couple, Mike and Maria Canellis, which didn't turn out, didn't turn out well. But we did see somebody that I was excited to see. Um, were the Street Profits. So Charlie Caruso is doing an interview segment and all of a sudden the freaking Street Profits show up. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford just like show up and cut a little promo. Um, and I, I was very excited. I don't really know what this means for them or why, you know, why they showed up. But, um, you know, I enjoyed seeing them. It did kind of confuse me though because, you know, they showed up. They're the tag champions for NXT. They had their tag titles on. You know, I guess this is a new era. We can't we can't talk about anything that's happened in the past. But why didn't the War Raiders have the tag titles whenever they came up? You know, they were the tag champions whenever they came up. Yeah, and also they. If you notice at the very beginning of the show, they showed a quick shot of uh, the Street Profits. And, hey, uh, Nash. <laughs> yeah, you hear him, huh? So yeah, Street Profits were like just like a millisecond clip but i guess they kind of spoiled the surprise it was like right after they introduced like all the matches for raw and i was like oh wow i guess the street profits are there so uh that's rare that they do that they don't often spoil i mean they don't like make technical mistakes like that too often on raw but yeah are they are they gonna stay up with the tag team titles i know you know like you said the war raiders had to give up their belts and i don't think so i think maybe this is kind of like what we've been asking for like maybe they're putting some of their NXT champions on Raw, you know, just doing little cameos here or there, maybe maybe fight a match here or there, um, just to kind of maybe get some attention for what's going on down in NXT. I could totally see that. I don't, I mean, 
don't bring them up now. You know what no, I mean? No, like, no, no, no. Why? These guys have been fighting for so long down in NXT to get their freaking shine. And they, I mean, they are so over in NXT right now. Like, let them have their shine. Let them have a good tag title reign. And, you know, then when the time's right, bring them up. But I hate how these guys, like, as soon as they win the titles, everybody's like, bring them up to the main roster. I'm like, yeah. no. Like, NXT is a perfect place for these guys, you know, these guys right now. Like, let people... Let the titles mean something, you know, like just because somebody wins a championship does not mean that they should automatically come up to the main roster. You know what I mean? Like, just think about Ciampa and his freaking title reign, you know, like I loved it. And I feel like they just need to let these titles like marinate down there. So keep the street profits down. I mean, I loved um, I, I love seeing them. But again, I don't want them to be you know, every week on TV, like on, on raw, I, I even told the heel husband, I was like, I need to use the street profits. Like, you know, it's the same initials. I, I totally need to use that logo for myself, <laughs> you cool. know? Yeah. 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 No, yeah, build, build the team up. And then when they lose the belts to somebody, you, you know, you build someone else up and then you move them up. But yeah, yeah. doing, doing it now defeats the purpose of building exactly. them out to become the champs. The same thing you did with war Raiders. So yeah, yeah I exactly. mean, it was cool to see them. They add a little bit to the show. So um, I did not watch SmackDown. Anything eventful happen on SmackDown this week that I should know um, about? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me go. Oh, Ali, Ali uh, gave some weird. They're doing like a weird thing with Ali, you know, continuing just having him do this backstage, um, you know, or it's not really backstage. It's like an outside like street promo where he talks about, um, you know, yeah, helping the youth and like changing changing minds and having people, you know, believe in themselves and all of this stuff. Um, I, I I did not. I was not there for it. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, I'll leave. Like, be quiet. Um, Andrade beat Apollo Crews. Um, I was so, so excited to see to see um, Andrade on TV. I, that was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, let's see. Amber Moon beat Mandy Rose. Um let me SmackDown was pretty uneventful. Oh, the co the Kofi and Joe thing happened. Um, I don't know if you like read any um, highlights or anything like this, but you know, Kofi came or Joe came out and, you know, challenged Kofi and in true Joe fashion, he like starts bringing up Kofi's family. And I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if this is the writing, like the writers want to make Joe seem like a, a total creep stalker that should be on like, you know, investigation discovery, you know, for like stalking he's families. He's about families, you know? Yeah. He's Dominic always like and... Dominic and, um, what's AJ Styles, wife's name. Oh, uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's like Mandy, not Mandy. Oh God. But I, I just remember Joe like coming in the camera and being like, like saying it all like, you know, uh, sinister, you know, like Mandy, you know, I can't remember if that's her name. We need, this is why we need the intern to figure out. I know. Everybody. AJ, uh, Wendy. Wendy. You're close. Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Yeah. Um, you know, and he like showed up at, at AJ's house and now he's like, you know, unless you shake my hand, um, I'll, I'll if you shake my hand, I promise that everyone that um, you that you love will be will be safe. But otherwise, you know, then you can't protect them or something like that. And I was like. But why though? Like this is like your like this is your job. Like you're a wrestler. Like why are you going after the man's family? You know. And he was talking about how Kofi had his kids at WrestleMania. Um, and obviously, I don't know if you saw the clip, but Kofi, you know, looks for a moment like he might shake Joe's hand, and then gives him the uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin bird right to the face, which was kind of shocking, oh, right? Yeah. We don't we don't we don't normally see birds on live TV. Uh, middle fingers. 
But yeah, so, you know, we got, we got Kofi Samoa Joe action, which I'm excited about. Uh, Samoa Joe's got a new haircut. It's kind of like a, a slicked back Italian mullet. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know. The sides cut, the sides cut tight. Yeah. 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 What, the, what they're kind of doing here. But I think that was the biggest takeaway from, um, from SmackDown. It wasn't after an awesome raw, it kind of under delivered as far as like, you know, as far as like being like best show of the year or anything like that. Gotcha, yeah. Come on, Bischoff. Get your act together. Get your act together, damn it. All right, let's get into our weekly purchases. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Ladies and gentlemen, every single week, Sheen and I will let you know what we purchase uh, as far as wrestling figures, memorabilia, clothing, everything in between. Groceries. Groceries, handheld video games uh, that I bought this week. Yeah. Have you busted that thing out yet? Yeah, I have a video of Nash playing with it. He has no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, he's used to playing PlayStation Four, and now he's like got this little handheld video game. He's like, "What the he's hell like, is this crap? What are all these little squares, Dad? I don't understand." Yeah, it's basically like Donkey Kong, where the kid. We did it as our Sheena had found it on eBay for our retro wrestling or no, our random, random merch, merch of the week. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I found it for five bucks, and it's basically like an Attitude Era little handheld video game we basically have to run back and forth to the left and right up the levels and fight guys and you know it's you know he's he, he played with it for like three seconds like yeah this sucks like, yeah, yeah sorry man that's my childhood dude yeah this is what this is what we had you know like this is what's gonna happen when you get grounded i'm gonna give you one of these to play with do you want to go into some ringside news first or get into our purchases you choose. uh you can you can bust into some ringside news if you want to and cool let's get yeah. our thoughts on that yeah, on the uh, I think that was on the first of July. We had some pre-orders uh, for Elite Seventy, mm-hmm. uh, which is Finn, the Demon Finn Balor, Shield Rollins, EC3, Johnny Gargano, Heel Ziggler, and Vince McMahon, which is the one yeah. that I pre-ordered. And I was I was shocked to learn that you guys don't do any kind of ringside pre-orders, but you always get figs from ringside. Why 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 not do the pre-order? I don't know. I just feel like I I want to wait till it's in stock. I don't know. I just feel like it, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Um. So I just go. We just buy them when they're in stock. Yeah. We've never been much on the on the pre order thing. Oh, uh-huh. speak. Speaking of pre orders, really quickly, let me interject. Sure. Um. You know, we we ordered the Entertainment Earth Macho Man on a pre order. I said I just said we don't do pre orders, but we got that on pre order. <laughs> um. But. They called us, or they they sent an email, and they said that the card that we had pre-ordered with oh, um, no. was, it was yeah, it's, it was my card, so it's it's expires this month. So they were like, you know, please call us, which was really cool. Then they could have just like ran it and saw that it was like almost ready to expire. It's not expired yet, but they're like, it, it could it, it could expire, um, and then just like said, screw it, like you're you're done with your pre-order. But Entertainment Earth, you know, as screwed up as their launch was, they took the time to email us and say, hey, please call us, you know, and put a new card on file for for your pre-order before it ships because entertainment earth they don't charge you until until your order ships so um we'll call them get that taken care of so if, if you are in that same situation if you did for whatever reason if your card was set to expire and you did an entertainment earth pre-order make sure you check your cards make sure you check the expiration check your email um because you don't want to miss out on that so uh, i was very grateful that they emailed because that that thought hadn't even crossed my mind yeah you know what i mean no, like, i wouldn't even think you, of that yeah yeah you order stuff and then you just forget about it you know and then all of a sudden like a new debit card came in the mail and i never even thought like hey entertainment earth hasn't charged me yet so yeah i was very grateful that they that they sent that email so i want to give the a shout out to them and a warning to anyone else who may 
you know, may have lost your debit card between now and then and had to get a new one and or your stuff's about to expire or anything in between, make sure you give them a call and update your payment information before those things ship out. I uh, had an email from them as well. Just basically the subject was just order status and just it was just a pointless email saying you don't have to do anything. This is just to confirm your order and just check the release date in the bottom of this email and the estimated release date is July 2019. So not very yeah. specific with uh, yeah. when it's coming, but uh, you, there's a link that you can check uh, your order status. But it looks like mine is good to go. I got two of them. Yeah, but that's good. That's good, though, because, you know, a lot of people were scared that they oversold and things like that because of the because of the, you know, website being so glitchy and stuff like that. So it is good that they sent you a a follow up email like, hey, just letting you know, everything's good with your macho man. Like, we're going to get it to you sometime this month, like no specific date, but you you will get it. Um, So, yeah, that that is good. I, I like I like people who who follow up and keep you keep you in the know, you know. Also on ringside, we had the uh, pre orders for basic uh, series 100, which has a, a brand new look. These are really cool. Uh, yeah. there's a John Cena, a rock, an undertaker, a Shawn Michaels and a stone cold Steve Austin. We just have the kind of the prototype looks for them right now. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm not a big basics guy, but I've, I feel like this is a cool move to like, you know, set 100. You do like kind of the, the five biggest guys in the, in the history of the company outside of flair and Bret Hart. Uh, pretty cool look to them. So, yeah, yeah, they are going to look different. You know, they're going to be kind of like the gray, the gray figures. So, I, th- I think it's a cool, a cool thing to just change it up and do something really special for the, uh, you know, basic 100. I mean, because think about that, like 100 series of figures. That's a pretty huge accomplishment, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I don't have the stats on that, but I mean, how many other lines of toys have had like a hundred series of the same thing? You yeah, know? Yeah, no, that's it's pretty impressive for sure. Uh, then we had some battle packs announced. Battle pack sixty one, which is the iconics, AJ and Daniel Bryan, and uh, the Usos again. So uh, some battle packs, and then we had uh, something called Micro Maniacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any idea what these things are. They're just like kind of a little, like a little yeah. thumb wrestler type of size thing. And that was the first thing that they announced on ringside, and you were like, "Oh man, that's the that's the announcement, darn it!" Yeah, but we should have known that they were we were in store for something bigger than that. Yeah, I saw some people were hitting me up in the DMs with those uh, little micro, what are they, micromaniacs? Is that what you call yeah, them? Yeah, micromaniacs. Yeah, micromaniacs. And I was like, oh, well, that's not super exciting. I mean, I know some people are really into that. You don't know, find like the mystery minis and all those types of things. But yeah, that kind of stuff is just like, I feel like that's like desk fodder. Yeah, you know? I can't go down that rabbit hole. It's just going to just collect dust. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we did get an Andrade nxt elite ringside exclusive which kind of worries me that this line at target is not going to continue because that was one of the three or four i think with uh, titus o'neill that was supposed to be a ringside you know supposed to be for target yeah. target i don't know if they've just canceled that line and they're going to re- you know release this one on ringside or what we should get some clarification yeah, um, from our ringside no friends. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that um the the latest news on that is that the nxt line is not continuing at oh, target wow so. Okay. Yeah, so it is. Um, I think it's Dunzo. So I'm glad we're we're getting this Andrade. But um, yeah, no more no more NXT elites, which is kind of sad. I, I really love the NXT line. I love the box. I love the packaging. I mean, I just I loved everything about it. You know, there was some really great figures that came out of that line, and obviously the potential was there for so much more. Um, but yeah, we'll see what WWE. I mean, they're constantly changing. You know, so I'm sure they got something else up their sleeve that they won't ever put on pegs. Yeah, I mean that they've had so many cool sets that have been canceled. I mean the Hall of Champions and the flashback ones. And now this, yeah, I mean, that last set of NXT elites was awesome, and people, 
I mean, I guess some people d- weren't able to get them just because their stores yeah. didn't have them. But I mean, everyone that I saw, I mean, we found a bunch. We were able to help out some people on, you know, Patreons and lo- and Twitter folks, and uh, people just want. I mean, I love them. They're they're great figures. It's crazy mm-hmm. that they're gonna they're gonna cancel that. So that's hey, that's you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty sad day, but I am glad again that we're we're getting that last that last Andrade figure. And just as a reminder for anyone who if you do pre-orders on Ringside, you can use uh, code Chick Foley at checkout for ten percent off your order. That's the coupon code, baby. That, that's the coupon code, baby. Get your coupons out. Get your little. <laughs> mom. My mom used to have this little plastic box of all our coupons and like a like a filing system when you go to the oh, grocery yeah. store and save Dude. like you know save like ten bucks. You know. I, I wish I wish I was better at that. I, I do not have the time or patience to like cut coupons, but like I, I know a lot of people who do, and they are like religious about their about their coupons. So um, you know, I, I love me a good promo code. Listen, I will I will rarely buy anything online without without a promo code, um, which is why we part with a lot of these people to try to like get you guys some some promo codes that you can use to save you save you some dollars um and you know i know people get their get their you know feelings hurt or get butt hurt that we partner with these people you know we got some really awesome you know artists and like brands and stuff that we reach out to to uh you know get you guys some some good deals and stuff and people are like oh you guys are selling out but uh you know what (laughs) The, we're not selling out the freaking those companies are buying in to the evolution of chick Foley. there you go so, there you go so, and, and, uh, and if you don't like it you're gonna get used to more of it because uh chalk line is jumping on board where well, they have a promo code right now usa 30 uh yes. to get 30 percent off of chalk line you're a huge supporter of them so yeah we got a lot of we try to do whatever we can to help you guys out and you know anything we get from these companies goes into giveaways for I mean if you're following us on social media if you listen to the podcast we're doing giveaways every single week for stuff so uh yes dude freaking and listen i want to commend you phil because i know you take like i'm on instagram i'm in my little instagram bubble and i mean i have i have my fair share of like trolls and all of those things that you know come around but for most part you know my dms and stuff like instagram's a pretty friendly place and i know you're over there on i know you're over there on twitter where it's like a freaking war zone you know constantly um so i want to commend you for taking the brunt of the 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 chick-fil-a show drama and people you know being the, you know, petty or whatever over there to you. So I do commend you for, you know, trying to, trying to keep your shit together for the most part. But again, you know, to the haters, we, you know, let me just, let me just give a little, I'm going to break into our go figure segment real quick and give a little bit of a, <laughs> a heel, a heel Foley promo guys. Like, we do this. We do this podcast every single week. We put a lot of time and energy and love into not only this, but our Facebook group and our inst- our social media platforms and stuff. And when we partner with people and things like that, we partner with them because we enjoy one either their service or their product. Um, I don't partner. With, I'm not going to like come on here and blow a bunch of smoke up your ass about shit that I don't use and or buy. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to sell you on some bullshit that like you know sell you watches or something. You know what I mean? So when when we partner with people, we're doing it one to get you guys like discount codes and promo codes and stuff like that. And two, because we value our time. You know what I mean? Like if, if people are going to get mad because we partner with people and like, you know, be shady about it. Like if you want to do stuff and you want to do it like for, for the good and to be altruistic and all that stuff, like cool, cool, you know, but I value my time. And if people want to send us, you know, things and people want to give us promo codes, like, like I'm not going to be mad at that. And you shouldn't be mad at that either. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I got to say about that. And let me just also add that 
Like, are you putting Nash through college doing this podcast? Ah, uh, no, no, I'm not even yeah. putting. My, I'm not even putting gas in the <laughs> gas in the tank. You know what I mean? So, like, let's be real here. Like, I, I, I'm still in the hole. Like, you know, we've given away more figures than most people have bought this year. You know what I mean? Like, the Chick Foley show always gives away so much shit out of our own pocket, out of our freaking, you know, for the for the love of the game. And I ain't gonna stand for anybody talking shit. So, if you want to talk shit. Come up in my DMs and we we can chat, you know, and I'll I'll come correct. But uh, man, you're bringing be... the heat today, girl. Yeah. So anyway, I just had to I had to get that off my chest because I feel like every time I sign on to Twitter, I'm like, God dang, y'all some crazy ass mofo's over here. Uh, I'm gonna go back to Instagram and hide where people are. Oh, where Instagram people... Instagram is like my refuge, man. I go on there. There's so many people posting. We need to put a list together because there's so many awesome folks that are that are putting together uh, photography and like. Just making some some cool like wrestling like Fourth of July like our buddy uh, Q's Town is doing uh, some cool stuff Q's Town underscore collector and a, a bunch of people there's so many guys that are that are putting together some cool like figure photography and stuff that don't even deal with any kind of like you know they just do it because they love it they're not yeah with any BS but uh, the last thing I'll say if you're if you're good at something. Never do it for free. Sure. Never do it for free, and and never not knock anyone else's hustle. You know what I mean? If you want to get out there and you know get give all your shit away for free and not get nothing for it, cool, cool. But uh, over here at Chick Foley, we're trying to help out our followers. We're trying to value our time, and you know we put a lot of like I said, a lot of love and energy and everything into this podcast and into interacting with you people. And uh, you know, if you if you're gonna hate, just that, that unfollow button. You know where it's at. There you know. You uh, you know, spe- it's a speaking, sim- of, speaking of giveaways, Sheena, <laughs> I'm gonna pull the bulldog off the off the pile here. Uh, we're we're doing a ringside exclusive Hardy Boys two pack giveaway. That's about fifty bones on ringside collectibles. We're gonna give away one for free. All you had to do was, uh, uh, what did you have to do? God damn it, I forget. We're doing so many giveaways, I can't remember. Uh, I just know. Uh, tweet us with a screenshot of you listening to the show, and you're automatically entered. Uh, so this is not a uh, a crappy five dollar figure from Big Lots. This is a you know fifty dollar two pack. It's going to go up in value. The, you know, Sheena unboxed these Hardy Boys a while ago. Mm-hmm. We're giving a set away for free next week on the show. If you've already and we talked about this last week, if you already entered in, and sent in a screenshot, I already have you on the list, so you don't have to redo it again for this week. But uh, if you're listening and you want to win something, all you have to do is basically click a button and uh, you're entered to win. So that'll be given away on next week's show. Yeah, for sure. Um, what as far let's just go ahead and get into some good news. What did you purchase this week, Phil? Oh, this week I purchased. Well, I did a pre-order, like I mentioned, for that Vince McMahon Elite, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. We don't even know what it looks like yet. Um, I purchased a couple eBay uh, items. I did a uh, basic '83 Kurt Angle, which is he's got the uh, the black suit with the turtleneck, and he looks like nice. the. Uh, Looks like he got like uh, eyebrows waxed, and he just looks like he was like a freshly shaven person. He just looks like a, an alien or something. And I got the uh, the SummerSlam basic from last year, Kurt Angle. So my Kurt Angle collection is coming together nicely. I'm looking for. Oh, I did need to give props to one of our listeners who gifted me a uh, Kurt Angle Funko Pop. He just sent it. Awesome. He, he, he was one of the stores nearby him was doing a good sale on them, and he's he's sending one over to me. It just got here yesterday. It's G Dubs Collects on uh, Instagram. Definitely deserves a follow. He's on Twitter as well. Been a long time listener to our show, and um, I, I appreciate the hookup, dude. It came in great. So I'm looking for a couple more 
rare uh, kind of Jaxi type of Kurt Angle items. There's one like a pump up thing where you pump the arms up. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that back in the day, but I'm looking for some like some rant. Now I have all the kind of normal Kurt Angle stuff. I'm looking for some like Kurt Angle mugs or pencil sharpeners or anything. I'm looking at anything Kurt Angle. So if you come you across need some, anything. You need some Kurt Angle random merch. Of exactly. The week. Yeah. Let's just yeah. change the segment to just Kurt Angle random merch and I'll just buy everything. <laughs> Yeah, um, next week, next week I'll try to pull some Kurt Angle random merch for you for sure. I did buy. Uh, I went to Ollie's again and picked up those SummerSlam elites. It's the uh, Matt Hardy version 1.0, mm-hmm. Edge, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins, and a bunch of our folks in the Chick Foley Facebook group needed them, so I'm actually shipping them out today. Um, and I just remembered that the post office is probably closed today, so I'll probably ship them out tomorrow. Uh, didn't they give all the uh, all the, at least here in Maryland the the uh, the governor gave all the state employees off today, which was pretty cool. So I'm sure. Oh really? Yeah, I'm sure that yeah, give them a little four day weekend. So oh that's, nice. That's nice. how you get that's how you get voters, man. You give them four day weekends. Yeah, you you write about that. Uh, so yeah, I picked up some f- for those guys, just charging them retail plus shipping. I think they were like nine ninety nine. Uh, Walmart's and Targets. I've been going to you know every single day almost, and and we haven't seen anything, and and. We're already seeing Elite 67 on Amazon and and yeah. Velveteen Dreams on there. You can get them like in two-day shipping. So yeah. uh, if you're looking for that Elite 67, hop on Amazon, man, because uh, they're on there and the stores are not seeing them. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Speaking of Elite 67, um, we did pick up that, like I said earlier, we we did pick up that Velveteen Dream, um, and I can't wait to unbox it for you guys because it looks it looks awesome. Um, we also got a loose Elite 19 Dolph, um, pretty cool. He's got like the little the little shirt tied around his waist. I said it's not it's not showing off, and then he's got the show off vest. Um, a very 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 good looking good looking Dolph figure. Um, and you were talking about Amazon, dude. You know, I mean, I've been living in Hawaii, which is basically like, you know, anything that's getting mailed to you, um, you can just expect like, you know, it to be a week, you know, whether it's Amazon prime or or not. Um, and a week is like good. If I get something in like five to, to seven business days, I'm like, hell yeah, this was awesome. Seth ordered. I don't know if you guys saw this on the, the Instagram feed, but the heel husband ordered the SummerSlam, uh, elite, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, it's where Daniel Bryan's wearing like the Seahawks colors and Brie Bella's got like the, the, you know, flannel tied around her. I mean, pretty, really great figures. Right. Um, and it said, we were just testing it out. It was like, you know, order by one o'clock and it will be there by eight o'clock tonight. And we were like, wow, we were like, no way. Right. So we went ahead and ordered both of them and sure freaking enough, same day, delivery like I kept getting notifications and it was like your your package is nine stops away would you like to track it (laughs) I was like holy shit this is how the rest of the world's been living like this is crazy same day delivery apparently there's a distribution center like I don't know where it's at but it's like super close by um but yeah same day delivery on elites like I like my mind was blown like we have a distribution center here in Baltimore and we get a, a bunch of stuff like that I've never seen wrestling figures that you know, arrive that quickly, but that's cool. Yeah. I mean, usually like I can get on there and if I need like, you know, deodorant or anything, I think it's anything like the size of like a, like a Bible, like anything, and at least our distribution center, anything that small or yeah. smaller, you can get like the same day. Cause they, they have all the small stuff there. They can just box it up and go and bigger stuff comes from somewhere further away. But, um, yeah, Amazon prime is prime days on the 15th and 16th, which is in, uh, another week or two. So yeah. hopefully they'll have some deals on there. We'll cover that. For but sure. yeah, I mean they have the Mabel Elite for 19.99 on on there as well and uh you know 
they don't do the best job of packaging up stuff from Amazon. Did you have any kind of like packing peanuts or any kind of bubble wrap in yours? I'm, pr- I'm sure they probably did. Yeah, I think there there was bubbles. Like they were like the big bubbles. You know what I mean? Like the bubble packs. Um, oh, the plastic, um, like the plastic bag type of thing, not a, yeah. not a cardboard box. Okay. Well, no, they no, they were no. I'm saying like the it was a it was a cardboard box, but inside was um like the like the big bubble packs. It wasn't oh, like oh nice cool yeah the small um, packs. But I mean, you know we're. That's it's so funny because like um, I know MOC collectors really really worry about that, but that's never even been something like I wish they wouldn't put the plastic in there because it's like bad for the environment. But me, I'm like I don't care. Like I'm gonna take this thing out of the box anyway. Um, but I know a lot of MOC collectors really like you know Amazon is not the best about packaging their their stuff and keeping the the cards mint. But um, you know free shipping and you know getting those deals and not have to going to Walmart and Targets, which have been abysmal lately. Like it's it's totally worth it. And I have it. My Seven Eleven down the street here has an Amazon locker. So if I'm ordering a bunch of stuff from there, I don't want the the wife or maybe it's a gift for the kid or something. I don't want somebody to see what I'm ordering. Uh, I can have it sent there. I can pick it up whenever. Just put in a code. That door pops open. and It's beautiful. You know. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know that existed. Like I said, these are things like I'm learning more about the mainland every single day <laughs> you know like you're, it's, you're it's, like a caveman that came back it's, to you know dude it's crazy because you think i mean six years doesn't seem that long but like think about how much has changed in six years you know but like the island it just all kind of stays the same <laughs> i mean like the, things don't really progress as quickly as they do over here on the mainland you know with like the same day shipping and like all these different things like amazon lockers and you know it's 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 pretty wild um and i'm i'm pretty pumped about it I don't know if I've talked about this here on the show, but I did. I, I have an, a PayPal account that I use quite a bit, and certain websites don't take you know PayPal. Oh, and I certain, hate those websites. Certain stores yeah. do too. But on PayPal, if you if you log into your account, um, they they sent me a, like a PayPal debit card. It was it took like two seconds to sign up for it. It's yeah, it's free, and then you can just swipe it. You know, at any store, you can probably use it on Amazon because it has a credit card yeah. number associated with it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, just use that as your uh, as your PayPal funds run low, you know. So that's oh uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Heel husband has that. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, because when he was selling off his sneaker collection and everything, like everything was going to PayPal. Anytime he sells anything on eBay, obviously it goes straight to PayPal. Um, yeah, and instead of just like transferring that into our bank account like he just uses that as like extra like fun money you know what i mean like that's like his his fun money account is his his paypal account and uh yeah it's pretty cool that you can just access it straight from the paypal debit card so that is a really cool feature uh we did get one request from one of our followers that they they want us to start doing these retro review things where me and you watch like a match and uh the first request we got was from our our new patreon kevin harrison who wants us to do the survivor series match where the uh the men on the mission and the head shrinkers were all dressed up like doink the clown uh i think that was survivor series 93 so we will that that will be our inaugural uh, I told him I don't want to do any like I don't want to do like a Matt Classic. I don't want to do any Bret Hart, Steve Austin yeah. matches. I want to do like some cool like from the vault type of hidden stuff that, you know, just kind of maybe it's not the best match, but it'd be fun for us to talk over and make fun of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is uh, like all the people came out dressed up in clown makeup um, that were not doing the clown. Uh, so these are the types of things you have to look forward to. That's right. Uh, let's get into our random. Do you have anything else that you purchased this week? Sorry. No, that that no, that yeah. was it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting to see some more stuff in stores, and I'll be buying more. So, random merch of the week. What do you got? 
Uh, yeah. So the random merch of the week, you know, last week we talked about the in your house, uh, VHSs. you know, I, I was trying to do a little high, low action, right? Like that was like, I think it was like what, six grand, um, for those, uh, VHSs. So I wanted to get us something that was a little more manageable, a little more budget friendly for, for all of our, you know, working class people, baby. Um, and we got this big John stud drinking glass. You I, I love these like old painted drinking glasses because they just speak to my childhood. Like I have so many of them um, that I've collected. I actually sold a ton of them at a yard sale. They weren't necessarily wrestling, but I mean, I had like, you know, the McDonald's glasses and, you know, Snoopy and E.T. and like all these different Star Wars uh, drinking glasses. And like they just remind me of like growing up and when they used yeah. to give kids glasses. Like now you can't give kids anything that's not plastic. But um, this is one of the Titan sports one. And it's, it's just got big John stud on it. It's like a painted, you know, an illustration of him. Super cool. It's $12 and 60 cents uh, with $4 shipping. And the guy's got a hundred percent, hundred percent feedback. So, um, oh, it's definitely wow. really cool. We'll post a picture of it. It's, it almost looks like a beer glass. Like it's got like the little, the smaller bottom to it. And I know there's one out there and it's like got Hulk and Andre and like, it's got like a cast of characters on it. And I've always wanted that glass. I've always wanted that glass, but never, um, never actually got it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Bye, Nash. That's all right. Love you. I'm going bowling. Aww. No daycare have, today. Have fun, Nash. Yeah, I found this uh, Hulk Hogan. What's it got? Hulk Hogan, Roddy, Roddy Piper, Andre the yes. Giant, Sheik, Glass, JYD. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. I love, love, love that glass. Did you find it on eBay? Of course, yeah. How 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 many uh how many dollars is it? Is Thirty it? bucks or best offer. Oh, okay, best offer. Not okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, not I, not bad at all. Now you got me looking at Hulk Hogan glasses, man. Now I go. I want to start like a whole collection of like wrestling glasses. Oh man, it's it. Those Slippery things are. Slope. Yeah, it's addictive. Seth and I used to go to um like you know collector shows and like antique shows, and we would always pick up you know those types of things. And like I said, now maybe if I just did wrestling specific, cause like I said, I sold a lot of them before we moved from Hawaii. I used to have the complete star Wars sets like Muppet baby. I mean, I'm talking like everything. I'll have wow. to find it. Yeah. The whole, the whole, we had a lot of glasses. We had two people at that point in our life and we had like 40 glasses. So <laughs> if you ever were thirsty at our house, you do the were, dishes you were, like once a year. Yeah. Oh, and, and you can't, uh, you can't put those things in the dishwasher too, which sucks, you know, so you got to hand, you got to hand wash oh. all those, all those glasses. But, uh, yeah, you never had to worry about having a drinking receptacle at the, at the Phelps house. But yeah, the wrestling ones I absolutely love. So we'll post a picture of this big John stud. Um, I hope one of you guys buy it because it is, it is pretty rad. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to have to take a look and see if I can, you know, maybe pull the trigger on that one that I've always wanted now that I'm like looking at this one. So there you go. What's, uh, what's yeah. our retro wrestling recommendation of the week so the retro wrestling recommendation of the week we're just coming off of a fourth of july holiday um and you know we we saw so many pictures of like our favorite wrestling legends in their you know patriotic gear their red white and uh red white and blue and you know there's so many iconic images but i would say one of the most iconic is definitely sting wearing the red white and blue flag jacket and the red white and blue paint and this is from great american bash 1990 and this is where he took on sting or sorry, he, yeah, it's where he took on Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, um, and it was it was a great match, and I just thought, you know, kind of appropriate for the time of year and it being Great American Bash. I would give anything if they would bring Great American Bash back as as a summer pay-per-view instead of, like, Extreme Rules or, you know, something like that. I think having a Great American Bash back would be so awesome. But, yeah, if you know the Defining Moment Sting figure, 
with the red, white, and blue paint, that's the event that this is from. Um, and like I said, it's when he won the the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and there was a lot of a lot of shenanigans happening, like the Steiner brothers and Paul Orndorff and Junkyard Dog were like around the ring trying to keep the Four Horsemen out. Um, so yeah, it was it was a, it's a good match. So definitely go to your network, check out Great American Bash 1990, um, and watch Sting versus Ric Flair. Yeah, that's a very iconic uh, looking figure that defining moments. And uh, I got to go back and watch this match because uh, I've I've seen it before, but it's been a while. And uh, that was peak, you know, peak Sting with the uh, the face paint, you know. Oh yeah, Surf Surfer Sting. I, I love. I mean, I love me some some Surfer Sting. And that Great American Bash outfit was was super mage. Like you know, I mean, it just fits so perfectly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, it got a, a defining moments figure made after it. So. Yeah. We had a WWE did the Great American Bash for a little while, but they, you know, maybe a couple years and then stopped for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a great. I don't know why they didn't use all those Halloween Havoc and all those WCW events. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would, I would love for Halloween Havoc and Great American Bash to come back. Like you know, I mean, we we've done like War Games. You know, they brought back a War Games gimmick, so we're we're treading on that water. But I'm like, come on, just go full bore. You know, like who gives a crap about some of these like bullcrap like stomping grounds? Like why do we need stomping grounds? Give us Great American Bash. You know what I mean? Like come on. Yeah, you'll sell more views with just the name than anything. Just else, the you know? name, exactly, exactly. What, are they, what else do they have? Bash at the Beach? You could do like a whole summer series. You do SummerSlam, Great American Bash, Bash at the Beach. Yeah, yeah totally. And I mean, and I, I mean, you know me, I love a theme. So like I'm all for that. You know, instead of just making crap up like stomping grounds, like give us something that actually has some history behind it, some nostalgia feels, it pulls in a new crowd, it stays with the theme of the year, and it's going to like keep the keep the old heads like us, like, oh my God, they're doing Great American Bash or they're doing Bash at the Beach, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into our listener mail. What do we got for yeah. listener mail? So this one comes into us from Carl Fitzgerald. He says, greetings, Chick Foley and Hot Take Kid. If you both could have Funko Pops and or Retro Hasbros of yourself, would your pops have a chase and or what would your real wrestling action be? Keep up the great work, guys. God bless and may all your fig hunts be successful. Foley fan for life. Carl Fitzgerald. Thank you so much, Carl, for sending in that that email. Um, and me, yeah, I would love to have like Funkos and retros on myself. Like I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I would probably want if I was gonna have my wrestling action, I would want like the you know Jake the Snake Roberts like you know punching action, so I could like punch some people out. Um, or like you know Roman Reigns like Superman punch um, action. Like I, I would totally be down for that. And if I had to have a pop, my chase variant would be holding the baby face. So like I would have like my regular my regular pop in like my Chick Foley gear you know like my uh, my Foley vest and Foley shirt and Bret Hart glasses like the whole the whole my whole Mark gear and then uh, my Chase variant would be holding the baby face and the baby face would be wearing a a pair of Bret Hart glasses too. Man, you thought about this a lot. That's this is a good, who, who, who sent this question in? Carl, Carl Fitzgerald. Oh, that's right, Carl. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, for my retro, I definitely want that Superman punch. That's my favorite of all the retro motions, as yeah. I mentioned several times. I don't know. For my pop, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably want maybe just be like holding like a, a bottle of booze or something. Yeah. Or like just, a, just say you gotta have a boozer weight chase variant, like dude. A twelve, like a twelve pack, like hanging out of my teeth, like the boozer weight title, you know. Dude, that would be so freaking mage. Yeah, you could have a title hanging out of your mouth, and you could have like a six pack in each hand. Oh, there you go. Now, now you we're know, talking. 
Yeah, I'm totally there for that. Yeah, that, I think that could be an awesome, awesome chase variant for you for your pop. Oh, we're sleeping on that t-shirt design for sure. We gotta get these rolling, man. Dude, we gotta get the bo- the boozer weight's gotta happen, dude. I already told you. Like, I, I have this vision in my mind of the Phil, the boozer weight champion. You know, with you with the the belts and the the six packs, and then instead of the having the the bear tattoo on the knee, you gotta have like my face tattooed on. <laughs> on your knee you know I so like that. i like that, <laughs> that I, I, i'm totally there for for that shirt all right what's our next question Do we have any more the, yep yeah we got one coming in from the mvp marco denton oh, hello nice. my favorite people i hope you yeah i hope you both had a safe and happy relaxing fourth of july um thanks for the sweet ringside discount code you're welcome marco see this is what, yeah. what we do it for Beautiful. um On to my question. I know you guys like the non-wrestling related question, so I feel it's my duty to continue the tradition. I want to piggyback off of the pet peeves question and ask you both, since you're working professionals and are in contact with a lot of people, what are some positive and negative qualities you are looking out for when you have met and or are meeting new people? I hope this gets you thinking. As always, you both rock and are God's gift to podcasting, figs, and all things wrestling. Thanks for reading Peace out. Marco always with the flattery. I, I love reading Marco's emails because I can always count on him to to make me feel good and make my day. So thanks, Marco. Thanks, dude. Um <clears throat> man, yeah, I do. And listen, um, you know, I'm a I'm a healthy fitness coach. I'll, I'll actually touch on that in just a little bit because I had some people hit me up. But um I, I do contact a lot of people and talk to a lot of people. But even before this, I was I worked in retail for many years. I was a bartender and server for many years. Um, I worked in a bank, so I've always worked with the public. Um, and I guess it's not just people that I've worked with. I think just in general, when I'm meeting people, I just look for people who are one, just like warm and inviting. I think that's, you know, a good quality to have. I feel like I have that, you know, that quality when I'm meeting someone new, being able to make them feel like comfortable or, or welcome, you know, I think being warm and inviting. And, um, secondly, people who just don't like tell you too much about themselves right off the bat. Do you oh, know what I mean? The worst. Yeah. That, I, that, I look for that in a positive quality in people. And I feel like that's a negative quality when people overshare, like when you're first meeting someone and they like overshare everything about their life, like leave me a little mystery. Do you know what I mean? Leave me thinking about you and being like, you know what? I want to call them. I want to hang out with them. Like, so we can talk more. Like, don't leave me like, Oh my God. Like I would never hang out with this person. Because they, <laughs> they are freaking crazy, you know? And I feel like people do that. And sometimes maybe they just do it out of nervousness, but I feel like some people just don't have any like concept of like, like having a filter, you know, and they just like spill out their whole, like their life's troubles and their drama and their mama's drama and their daddy, their baby daddy drama. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like somebody please save me from this conversation. Have you ever had that conversation where you're like sitting there and you're just like looking around for like one of your friends and like, you just want someone to re- <laughs> want someone save to me. rescue you. Yes. You know? And you're like, Oh my God, am I going to have to tell this person like, okay, sorry, I got to go poop. You know, like something just to like, <laughs> something just to like get I just had a wet fart. I got to get out of here. Yeah, I just I sorry, I just wet farted. I'm gonna have to leave, you know. Um, but dude, I, I I that that's something that I look for. What about you? I have one that immediately comes to mind, and this is hard to find. When you're when 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 someone is genuinely like ask you a question like and wants to get to know you and like cares about your answer, 
as opposed to like when you're talking and you can wait, you can see that the person is not even listening. They're just waiting for you to stop talking so they mm-hmm. can tell like, oh, well, I did this, blah, blah, blah. you know, like, okay, wow. Well, don't yes. even react to what I said. So yeah, it's, it's rare to, but you know, I always try to do that when I meet somebody new at like a party that I don't know, like, oh, cool. What do you do? Like, and I don't automatically tell them what I do because I don't want to assume that they care. Nobody cares about what I do. So, you know, then I'll tell them, oh, I have a pod, if they ask, oh, I have a podcast and I, you know, sell booze and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. you know, it's just rare to like actually get someone who want, who who's interested in knowing about you and getting to know you. So I always try to do that with other people as well. Dude, that is that is spot on. Yeah, actually being being a good listener is such a good quality. And it's something that you you probably don't even know you're not doing because like you said, like you're already thinking about the next thing. When that person's talking, you're already thinking about the next thing that you're going to say um, when you should really just be digesting what that person is telling you and like responding to what that person is telling you. And like Phil said, don't assume that those people care what you know what I'm saying just because you ask them what they do for work you know and they tell you don't automatically assume that they care what you do you know yeah. um so uh, that is such a good point is like being being a good listener and finding people who are actually good listeners and like engaging in in conversation you know and i also appreciate like and I also appreciate in a friend, um, we have some friends like this that we just absolutely love. Like they're just easy hangs. You know what I mean? Like you can just hang and like, you know, if we go fishing together, um, like, or if we go, you know, watch TV, like there can be like silence without anyone feeling like they're, ha- they have to like yeah, feel, yeah. feel, feel the silence, you know? And I feel like that's, that's when, you know, you've met like your, your, your tribe and your people when you can all just sit down and like chill, drink beer, hang out and like not everyone has to be talking all the freaking time. You know what I mean? And it can just be like super chill. So, um, I love, I love friendships like that, but yeah, as far. And so those are like, I think those are both like positive. They could, they can be taken from the positive and the negative side. If you're doing them, it can be negative. If you're not doing them, it can be positive and vice versa. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely what, what I would say for sure. Th- those are the things that come, I mean, I'm sure there's a list of like a thousand things, but those are the things that, <laughs> yeah. that like come, that come immediately to mind. Like when I meet new people I'm like, I, and I feel like I, I feel like I'm very observant and I'm very perceptive of people and get a good judgment of people, like a very good snap judgment. Do you feel like that about yourself or do you feel like you misjudge people? No, I think I can, I can, I can judge people pretty well off right off the bat. And uh, I think the podcast has helped me too with like, sometimes you'll be saying something and I'll want to, like obviously we're going back and forth we're both like there's things we both want to say but i'll like focus on listening to you and kind of write down so i don't like lose my train of thought but then i'm also being able to listen to you so i'll like kind of all right i want to talk about this next but i'm gonna like wait for her to like react to what you say and then bring up what i say so the podcast has definitely helped me do that as far as like being a better listener because you know if you're just talking and i don't even like address what you say it's like a one like we're just like two separate podcasts here so you know we have to we have to interact together and and that definitely helps but yeah i think i don't know i think uh I know I can meet some people right away. And if I go to like a group of friends and I have some friends who I fucking hate their friends and I almost don't even hang out with them anymore because like their friends are like, they're not bad people. They're just like, God, this like, I've, I've like, I would go over there like new year's Eve or something. And I would sit down. We'd, we'd have drinks and be at a table and no one would even like, Hey, well, Hey man, I'm, I'm Ralph. This is my wife. What's your name? Like no, no interaction at all. Like, fuck man like okay i'm not like there's 10 people here i don't know so i'm not gonna just be like hey hey what's your name what's your name you know i'm not gonna like be the one to be outgoing uh yeah. all the time but uh yeah sometimes it's just making people feel inviting is like a, a big thing and i like 
I don't know. I, I hate having like, you know, I've, I've lost friends or I've lost touch with friends because, man, I don't want to hate. If I go there, it's going to be like the people that I like are, are the people hosting the party, but they're going to be so busy entertaining these 40 other people. I'm going to have to like talk to all these assholes I don't like. So Yeah, I, I am definitely the social the social butterfly in, in our relationship. Like Seth is like the antisocial. Like he, he likes who he likes and he'll hang out with who he likes. But I mean, he it's a very small circle. He's like, he's like you, like he'll like somebody, but if he hates their friends, he's like, I'm not going to this thing. Cause like, you know, like I, I, I would rather just hang out with them one-on-one yeah, and like go, yeah. than to go to this thing where I'm hanging out with all these freaking jabronis who I don't like, you know, which is to me, it's always so weird when you have friends that you love so much and like you love so much about them you're like how did they attract these people <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what i mean all the time, yeah. <laughs> you're like why do they like these people like if they like me what does that say about me like am i like these people i don't understand you know yep. um yeah, it's, it's, it's it's funny how different relationships form based on different things you know because we all have we're all like multifaceted and we all have different aspects of our personality and our personal life and things like that that draw us to different groups of people like i mean i have so many different pockets of friends that are like so polar opposite. You know what I mean? Like I have my wrestling friends. I have my like, you know, fitness friends, my eco friends, like all, all of these different pockets of people. And just like my friends from like, you know, growing up in high school and stuff. Um, and then you like, if, if I ever brought all those people together, I feel like the world would just like explode. You know? Yeah. That's a, we used to do a big summer party at the house here. And it'd be awesome to have like, you know, my work friends, my, you know, friends from, different things from college from high school and my wife's coworkers, and just like a good mix of like you know so then you always have like somebody to talk to it's like that is the best thing about hosting a party you're like you know you can like get all the people you want to talk to in one place and get yes yeah yeah, we host we host a lot of parties. Like when we were back in, well, obviously before we had kids. I mean, you know, those days, <laughs> those days. Now, now we're just gonna be hosting birthday parties. I'm sure you know the struggle. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. C- come to come to Brad's birthday party. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's funny because when you have all when you're hosting, you have all of your people and you get to talk to them. Um, but yeah, it, it it we always. I don't know why it always worked because like we have such like I said we have such different groups of friends. But when we would have a big party we always made sure that like everybody like mingled with everybody else and like, you know, had a good time. You know, obviously there was a lot of booze flowing too. So that always tends to helps, uh, yeah. lo- loosen things up. And we had ping pong and, you know, foosball and darts and like things for people to actually do instead of just sitting around looking at each other, which I feel like is an important part of any social gathering, have something for people to actually do. Um, but yeah, I-, I love this question because it really, it really hits home with me because I'm a social person and my husband is not a social person. Cool questions, man. I like that. We have a bunch of questions. We, we got, we asked for questions on our Facebook group and like, we got like 30 of them and last week we read like three. So we will answer those all next week. If we'll have more time to do a full kind of uh, Q and a segment. For uh, sure. I do want to give a props to wrestling figs three one six on Instagram. I don't know if you follow this person, they posted a picture of like a bunch of wrestling figures at a barbecue and it's freaking amazing. They have like Stone Cold in the background fishing. He's got like uh Razor Ramon with the shirt undone. He's got uh, Coco Beware smoking a cigar with like some fake smoke coming out of it. Oh uh, my gosh, I just looked it up. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and this dude is like super talented. And he's I don't know where he got like the background uh spot here i guess it's like like a plant with some rocks by it but check him out I mean, one of the cool people on we should definitely make a list of all the people that we have uh are, are fans of that do uh this wrestling photography stuff because it's uh, way more talented than i would ever be that's for sure 
Yeah, I mean, well, it looks like he just started his account um, last July, so he's officially who on the thirtieth. He'll be one year. It looks oh, like wow. uh, with the, with this Instagram account, and the man only has four hundred and fifteen followers. Like, give this man a follow, yeah, because like he's got all the little you know micro minis, like the little props and everything, like cokes and ketchup, and like you said, the stone cold with the fishing pole. Like, I can't even. And there's a Coors Light and some cigarettes. And yeah, where do you get like, all those little tiny things from? Oh, there, there's people that specifically make those. We have a lot of those too um but you just go on you go on ebay and like you can search um you know micro minis i forget the scale's like 112 or something like that i don't know like i said heel husband does all that all that kind of stuff for me but um he you can find anything that you want i mean like i said beer like wow. workout equipment um yeah pizza and a lot of them will come in these little kits where it's like a bunch of stuff like you just get like a pack of food you know or okay. a pack of workout equipment and stuff like that but yeah th- they really if you're a figure photographer like those types of things like set you apart having those little those little props yeah and he's got this like uh the summer slam hacksaw jim duggan here with the flag and the you know fireworks background so yeah get wrestling figs 316 no underscores thank you wrestling figs for not having any underscores in your in your name yes, but that's uh the best yeah, part. straight up give give this guy give this guy a follow he follows chick foley and i don't follow him back i'm officially following him come on girl I know. Well, you brought you brought my yeah, you brought him yeah. to my attention. Well, you dude. you just followed me on uh, Twitter like the, yesterday. We've been doing this <laughs> podcast for goddamn ten months now. <laughs> With the I hate JJ Reddick. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. Oh God, I'm such a heel. Uh, oh, you're man. all good. Um, um, so definitely. Yeah, but oh, go ahead. I want to really jump in really quickly because we were talking yeah. about like people not caring about what you do as a profession. Um, I did want to jump in um, because I had a lot of people hitting me up in the DMs asking about because they know I'm a health and fitness coach. It's in the, it's part of the, my bio, uh, but how they can get in touch with me if you want to get in ring shape or if you just want to like you know get get you get a little bit of get you healthy on you know what I'm saying coming off Fourth of July. I'm sure we ate a lot of hot dogs and drank a lot of beer. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can always email me or hit me up over at my personal account it's at sheena phelps s-h-e-e-n-a p-h-e-l-p-s um i do offer you know like a free little you know if you want to go back and forth and let me know what you got going on we can talk and see if uh, i can help you out or if it's something that you're going to need a medical professional or anything like that for but uh hit me up over there or uh, coach sheena phelps at gmail.com you can send me an email and uh, i run i run monthly boot camps so hit me up and uh we'll, we'll see what we can do for you get you in get you in fighting shape for uh before the holidays get here and we eat all the the cakes oh, and pies there you go that's perfect yes yeah. uh yeah you can follow sheena also at chick foley you can follow me on twitter at i hate jj reddick and the email again is ask chick foley at gmail.com patreon is uh, patreon.com slash chick foley show we have a bunch of cool stuff going up there and you can find our t-shirts at pro wrestling tees sheena next week i guess we'll be previewing extreme rules and um yep. previewing well, what day is no? Okay, so that that next weekend is we'll be previewing Extreme Rules and Fight for the Fall because that's on the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. week, a week yeah. from tomorrow. Yeah, wow. And they're cranking out these AEW shows, so that'll be a cool a cool day. And mm-hmm. uh, the next week we'll be I think we'll record on that Thursday, the eighteenth, because that is the day Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are doing a panel at Comic Con with uh, I think. Kofi Kingston and Seth and Becky and they're going to unveil a bunch of new stuff so we'll push the day back uh, to that Thursday and record for Friday morning and have all the cool stuff that's coming out for San Diego Comic Con so we got a bunch of cool stuff in the next couple weeks so uh, be be sure to tune in and follow us on all our outlets. 
Yeah, for sure, man. And thanks for listening, man. I didn't think we had a lot to talk about today, but man, with these last couple episodes, we've really been, uh, you know, bringing the bringing the content. We're about to hit the two hour mark, but uh, that's good. I think whoop, we, I think whoop. we flowed well. But uh, stay stay yeah. classy, folks. We will talk to you next week. Appreciate it. What impulsive? Imp- impulsive? I'm, uh, no, me impulsive? No, Bex, tell him I'm not impulsive. Him? Impulsive? Never. Oh, well, well, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's look let's look at all the facts here. All right. Look, we know one on one, you can beat Lacey and I can beat Baron. But at Extreme Rules, okay, the stakes are raised a little bit because, well, if you get pinned, I lose my title, and well, if I get pinned, then you lose your title. I, I wouldn't advise you lose my title. Well, I wouldn't advise you lose my title. Right down the ring, one